And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big Sean McCarthy. All right, here we are, Joshua Thompson. I got a question for you. What do you get when you put one, two, and three together? Talk to me, brother. What do you get? The first three numbers you Oh, my God, are you dumb, man? I can't believe that. Because he could have said six, anything like that. No, you get the newest edition. Edition number 123 of the Wing in podcast. We have got fights to talk about. We have controversy to talk about. We got so much. They give us this stuff. It's amazing that they make our lives so easy. This is the easiest thing I think you could ever do for a job. This is absolutely amazing. I just love just sitting around, just nerding out. I mean, hey, guys, if I look tired like I normally look tired, but if I look tired, I just drove 15, 18 hours, actually, from North Idaho all the way down here. Jeez, just so we could film today and drop this bad boy in a little bit. And you were still late. Yeah. Still, still late. late. That was a long time. He is totally late, man. I we was should actually have been doing this. I was thinking I was going to be done like at one o'clock. I thought I was going to get back at like <laughs> one. Because they were all the reports said there's going to be tons of snow. No snow. Thank no goodness. Snow at all. No snow at all. I mean, we got it's snow when Texas. I was up there. A lot of it's snow. It's all in there. Texas. Jeez, man. Brutal. <laughs> so brutal. Jeez. I wonder how many of those Californians that moved there and bought houses are trying to sell now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, congrat congratulations also. Uh, you know, congratulations to you. You are the new hide and seek champion. You found Yes, Sasquatch. I am. I found Sasquatch, that, that son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone said, hey, you said, this is that's a Yeti. I said, how the hell would you know what a Yeti looks like? you never seen one, bitch. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, yeah, it was great. I found him. He was out in the back. And uh, hey, man, he's he kind of stuck, though. I think he froze. He got froze a little bit. <laughs> But I think he thought we were frozen there. He thought we were playing freeze tag. So oh, just, there you go. Oh man, it was great. Yeah, it was good. Beautiful up there. Nice to well, see Trevor the, Prangley. Oh, uh, that's a good thing. What? Let me let me ask you this. What's the one thing that Sasquatch or Yeti is afraid of? Uh, humans. No, Derek the Beast Lewis, because oh, he's geez. a bad mother bringer. <laughs> <man. laughs> Jeez, I told you that dude is just man. I tweeted before the fight. I said something about man. I know. I know. Curtis plays the favorite, but yeah, you know what? Derek Lewis is a throwback. He's a throwback in MMA. This is a guy, man. He's just he's strong. He's fast. He's tough. And man, when he hits you, it just changes your entire aspect of life. Yeah. And you saw that with one punch. It was nasty, John. Oh. It was, I was like, because the very first shot I saw of it was his back was to us. He just hit the uppercut from the the way that the it was filmed. Yeah, the camera. The camera yeah. angle was that way. So when I was, was like, was, is he out? Oh, shit. Oh. He's you out. See, he freaking oh. stiffened. As soon as he got touched, you could see, man, it was yeah. like, I went, oh, he's out. You know, and he was, but he's, yeah. then he's falling. But yeah, I mean, just, just power because he didn't hit him clean. No, it he, didn't hit him real clean. He just the whole thing. There was that the, his fist, the forearm, everything coming up. It was just nasty. John, I was actually really supply surprised surprised. I'm surprised. <laughs> surprised. <laughs> oh man, what did the janitor say to the broom as he came out of the closet? Supplies. Oh, Supplies. 
<laughs> anyway, it's really bad sense of humor. Curtis Blades to me, though, I thought he looked fabulous up until that Man. moment. He was touching Derek Lewis on the chin. He got a little overconfident, I think. But it, I thought it was all a good setup to potentially getting more takedowns. But look, last week, this is the biggest thing that I, I want to take away from. And I want to pat myself on the back a little bit. Is I oh. said, I basically said, like, look, Derek Lewis figured something out after his loss to, to DC or to anybody else where he was just getting winded. And he just, he could see the difference in his performances, his last two performances since then. His conditioning's gotten better. His ability to stop the takedown was fabulous in the, was yep. in the first round. He was able to stuff that single leg, get his leg back, get away from the fence. I thought he looked fast, explosive. He didn't look gassed out after the first two minutes like he normally used to back in the day. Um, he looked good. I mean, he's got to do something about the how he slips quite a bit on his footing, you know. Yeah. So he's got. To, I, I don't know if it's something they got to put on the canvas. Uh, first off, his balance and his legs. He's splaying his legs. Yeah, at times, and he's swinging so hard. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it's like there's a whole lot of velocity going that way. It's going to make your feet slip a little bit the way he's doing things. He's got to. He still has a long ways to come. Yeah, as he far does. as honing things in, making them cleaner, just being a little bit sharper. And not so reliant on just explosive dynamite type power. Yeah. He doesn't have to try to hit people hard. He's just gonna. It, it just comes so naturally. It seems like it's so easy for him. And for someone that's that big, he's so explosive. Like he, the way he just dropped his hips and came up with that uppercut, boom. And then, like you said, it didn't land clean, but it landed clean enough to put lights oh. out or Curtis Blades. I was like, oh, man. But this he was I, fighting beautifully. He was. He was. Man, he looked great. Yeah. I think there was there wasn't there was no setup coming into that takedown. There was no punches going into it. He should have struck his way because he was having success in the first round um, of landing like some some clean, hard shots. And so from that, I'm, I'm kind of always against fighters that dip down. That's exactly how I lost to Pitbull, you know, to Patricky. Yeah. There was really no setup. It was like just a fake little jab and then a shot and takedown. A lot of those, that, that time of doing that is gone. You've got to do everything in a chain wrestling type position. I think that's what makes Khabib so, so special. Guys like Khabib so special is that with with uh, Curtis Blades, he's got to punch his way in, make them think they're standing, and then get in on the takedown. In that scenario where he got clipped, I think Derek Lewis just saw it coming from a mile away. He was able to drop his hips and come up with the uppercut. Beautifully done. Just it was it was just a great display by him on not just the takedown defense. His conditioning seemed like it was on point. He took some shots, never let it bother him. Kept coming forward. Um, you know, it was very patient. Waited for the right opportunity in the right time. Um, he, but he was explosive the whole time, the whole fight, not just one minute of every round and hoping to get the knockout. And that's what we've seen from him before in the past, the Volkov fight. He was gassed out in the first two minutes of the oh, fight. Yeah, and then he's throwing he just, so hard. Yeah. And then he just took almost the whole round off and then exploded almost round off and then exploded. Luckily for him in that fight, it worked out. But this fight, you could tell in his last couple of fights, he looks like his condition has gotten a lot better, and you can see that his takedown even has gotten a lot better. I'm I'm happy for him because man, Mister My Balls Are Hot is so fun to watch. I love it. I love me some Derek Lewis, baby. Did you hear him say he's his, fun? 
he said that um the texas is facing that freeze right now because he's he left and his hot, his hot balls are with him in vegas <laughs> oh. hey he might be right he oh be man right. this is great the whole he's week the, he was gone he is the you know, when i talk about him he's the throwback i look at this guy and like i said he's fast super fast for a big guy yeah his hand speed is impressive now his foot speed is not but he'll throw kicks at times and you go Damn, that got up there pretty quick. Yeah. That was that was kind of nice. He's ungodly strong, and that's the one thing that when I was in the cage with him, you could watch him do something. You go, "All right, you're not supposed to be able to do that." Mm -hmm. but, and the other part is, he never had any martial arts training before he decided I'm going to be an MMA fighter. You know, this is a guy who didn't wrestle, did not box, did not do any traditional martial arts. He says, "You know, I need to take care of my family. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight." And so that's why I say he's like the throwback because we had those kind of guys in the early days of MMA and some of them turned out to be incredibly tough people and hard to deal with. And he's doing it with an even more complex system, more well-rounded fighters, guys that are better athletes. He's just fun. Yeah. You know, he's the guy, he's the outlier in the heavyweight division because you just, you know what you're getting. You know what he can do. You're just never sure when it's going to happen, if it does, or if the other fighter is going to be smart enough to be able to stay away from that danger and get into him. You know, I think DC caught him at the right time when he got, you know, he had a championship fight and people were talking about, you know, oh, they should put Derek Lewis in, into a championship fight finally. It's like he had one. Yeah. He had one against DC. But like you said, at the time, I don't think he was taking the sport as serious as he is at this moment. I think he sees his opportunity and he knows he's got one fight left on his contract. He wants to get paid more money. Don't blame him for that. That kind of performance, that oh, gets you more money. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. I mean, like, I'm tuning in to watch that guy every single time. Not just, he's just his energy, his his personality. It really, yeah. it really made, wants me to be a fan. Like, I had to tune in just to listen to his post-fight interviews and listen to him talk. You know I mean? He's just, he, like, honestly, when people talk about big teddy bears, that, that's really what, the, like, when you're talking about oh, someone who's just a big teddy bear, just someone that you would, you just love to want to follow, you know, and, and, and get to know what they're doing in their career, he's that guy. And yep. uh, I love it, man. I love everything about it. What does this say, though, that about about the heavyweight division and where it's at right now knowing that like he had no martial arts training before he had no boxing training before like what does that say about where it is right now because we went through a stint where guys had came up in the sport from the time they were a little bit younger guys that had really good wrestling from Randy Couture to Daniel Cormier to you know Stipe's got good wrestling he's got good boxing you know a lot of these guys have been training for a long time this guy comes up off the couch basically and says you know what I want to try that out and he's been doing it now, what they say, for 18 fights, 19 fights or something like that? I mean... Well, he's a 32 fights. Oh, thir no, no, but I'm saying 19 fights no, in no. the UFC. It's, UFC. Yeah, it's like 18 or 19 fights in the UFC, I think, is what they were talking about last night. <clears throat> well, the whole, the whole the, the thing that to look at is this. And this you know, we, our last podcast, you know, we were talking about it, and I said, you know, obviously, Blades, is he's talented. But if you take a look at his two losses, they came to a guy named Francis Ngano, and... Power changes everything, and Derek Lewis has that same type of power. It's unfortunate that when we put Derek Lewis and Francis Ngannou in the same cage, it was a horrible fight because yeah. they were so careful of each other. But this is where in the heavyweight division, 
I do believe someone like a Curtis Blades, he's going to be here for a long time. His wrestling is outstanding. And he, I, man, his stand-up looks so good. There was times Derek Lewis was, was biting on the feints that Curtis Blades was uh, utilizing, and then he was countering off of that movement and landing good shots. Yep. He landed some hard shots on Derek Lewis. That first round, he looked just outstanding with everything he was doing. He was controlling the range. He was doing everything that he wanted to do. He was backing Derek up. Looked great. But in the heavyweight division, it only takes one. Blink of an eye. Blink of an eye. Just what you just saw in that uppercut, you know, it was just monstrous. And it was exactly like you said. That was Derek waiting and setting Curtis up, waiting for him to drop his head level and to bring that, you know, he trained for it. You know, he was looking for it. He saw it at the right time and was able to deliver that shot. That's the best part. When people talk about heavyweights, that's what makes them special at times when you're saying, yeah, but they're not as good as the lightweights or the welterweights. No, they're not. They're not as talented in a multitude of areas, but they can definitely be exciting when they deliver on what they can do. Yeah. Uh, okay. So can you go to the heavyweight division? For me okay so you have they, they have not quite signed john jones to be the next guy they've said that he is but he's john jones has come out and said he's like i haven't signed anything yet you know and so i don't know what the deal is and what's going on but it's I mean, obviously he can it'll happen it'll happen uh but where does that put him then Derek lewis puts him he just beat curtis blades but i'm surprised they haven't made the rosenstruck fight and and Derek Lewis fight yet. And I know he's fighting Cyril uh gone this weekend. Yeah. Is that yep. how you say his name? Coming up. Cyril gone. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um that fight but the winner of that, I would imagine maybe fighting Derek Lewis if John Jones gets inserted into that title uh talk after the Stipe and Ngano fight. I mean I would love to see that fight. The, the, I want to see I actually want to see Rosenstruck and and Derek Lewis. That's the fight I want to see. But uh, Cyril <laughs> gone to me. Like I feel like there's. A, I want. I don't want to say he's too athletic because Curtis like Blaze just proved that that you. It doesn't matter how athletic you are. If I touch you, you're going to sleep. Derek Lewis gonna put you to sleep. I'm excited. I'm amped up. I'm amped up because honestly, now that the heavyweight division is kind of getting that John Jones insertion there. It makes it uh, fun. It was really, it was getting a little stagnant in there for a while. It was just. I feel like and we. I had this conversation like what two three weeks ago. Now with Derek Lewis, you've got Rosenstruck, you've got Curtis Blades, is now probably going to drop down, obviously, but him and Bol Volkov and those guys and Alistair, but Cyril gone going up to Rosenstruck. That that whole new mix of guys now, the turning of the tides of the younger generation coming in, got me a little bit more amped up. You got oh, me a yeah. little amped up. Big John, I'm I'm kind of getting a little more pumped for those See, top, baby? at least those top four guys, five guys, you yeah. know, in that top five. That's kind of where we're at, I think, in a lot of promotions. You get the top five guys, and it starts to get a little diluted down below there until one just sticks out and catapults themselves into that top five. But I'm, I'm glad to see some new blood up there at the top and um, really kind of, you know, and, and making some changes. To me, I feel like Derek Lewis made some changes after the DC fight. He realized, hey, look, I can do this. I really yeah. can do this. It took it took a, a two-time Olympian to wrestle fuck me to death, basically, was what DC did. He's like, I yep. ain't getting it though, that guy to, to beat me. And that's all he's like, that's all it took. It took took him that so, to do that. Yeah, I, so if like, that doesn't do work, I could have had that title. Could have. If I could have yep. stopped what that guy does, I could have that fight yep. was mine. 
Yeah, I was impressed with his takedown defense look at last night, the way he was able to stop that takedown. I was like, oh, shit. But the last especially, thing I was... Especially when Blades got his leg up on that one and actually started to treetop it, it looked like, but yep. and gave up on it because he realized, I don't, I don't have this. Whoa. And that, that's just that strength factor. Well, it's not only that, but then you had brought up the kicks also. He threw a couple kicks last night that were at least shoulder height. Oh, yeah. And the fact that when he tried to treetop him, he couldn't get him down. That means Derek Lewis got a little bit of flexibility in them hips, big boy. Yes, he oh, does. Oh, man. But the one thing I was the most impressed by through everything, if you watched the little lead up to the fight, was how his big ass fits on Lamborghini. That's the <laughs> thing I was the most impressed by. How do you get your big ass in the Lamborghini? First off, it, does, it may fit in there, but it does not fit comfortably. <laughs> I wonder if they took the seat out and they just have him sitting like in the, what they consider know. the back seat. You know, <laughs> so stuff. I want it just made me think as I was watching the Michael Strahan with Jay Glazer and Strahan for his uh, Hall of Fame induction and all this stuff. And apparently when he was 17 years old or 18 years old, he left off to go to school at Southern Texas, I think is what it was. And um, and his he had told his mom he wanted this car. Michael Strahan was telling his mom, I want this car. I want this car. And she's like, well, you better go down there and take a look at it. He's like, oh, no, 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 mom. I don't need to look at it. Oh, I want this car. I want this car because he hadn't seen it yet. So they, he saved up some of the money. They gave him the other half of the money. They bought the car. He went down there, and it was one of those little Geo Metros. Oh, he my had God. never seen it. He, he's like, I can't fit in it. She's like, I told you to go down there. She said, should be able to take that seat out and just drive from the back seat. Apparently, that's what he did. <laughs> Apparently, that's what he had to do. And so hey, I, I, I can good. tell you I've had that problem. Oh, I, dude, I did. I went to California, you know, in the last part there, uh, January into February, and it was like I, I go to the rental car thing, and they give me a nice car, really nice car. And I go to get in, and I said, "Yeah, this ain't gonna work." Mm -hmm. said, Excuse me, I need I need a different car. Went, What's wrong with it? And I said, "I don't fit." Yeah. <laughs> I did. First off, my neck doesn't bend, yeah. and I, I mean, I and I show. I mean, I could not. They put the seat all the way back. They lowered it down. It was still like. Nope, you don't fit. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. You must have a hard time with some of the newer cars because a lot of them had that sunroof, skyroof, oh, yeah. sunroof, and that takes away about a good three it's, or four inches. Yeah, it does. Easily. Your head is rubbing the top. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they got the seats to go up and down, but sometimes they don't go down far enough. Yep. Yeah, because I got a couple of friends that are about six, six, that's, six, seven, and they're. That's why you drive a truck. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Comfort. Um, overall though, I thought overall it was a good performance by both fighters. I know it didn't it work was. out for Curtis blades, yeah. but I, I was impressed. Uh, he, he showed Derek Lewis, no respect, try to do what he could do to get him down. I couldn't get him down, but he, I had him win in the first round with just the exchanges on the feet. It was oh, close, no but I had him win in the first round. Um, no he, he landed the, the, the better shots that, like you said, he had him flinching. He had Derek Lewis going the up down thing, like not knowing what to yep. do. And when you get someone That'll biting like that, you know, let you know that they're they're gonna have problems with you the rest of the time. Derek was just able to time that uppercut, and it was beautiful, nicely done by yeah. him. And we'll see what happens and what's next for him. We'll see where John Jones ends up in that whole mix as well, and if that puts him right in that title shot again. You know, if well, John doesn't yeah, sign. You, you got you got John Jones now. He's he's doing his his lifting and stuff and showing all these impressive numbers. It doesn't really equate out to fighting. It doesn't yeah. equate out to being able to move somebody. But John Jones has still got to look at someone like Derek Lewis and go. God damn, man, that dude hits hard. <laughs> there's there's no light heavyweight that's ever hit like that. No. So, you know, you need to be careful, man. You gotta nope. you gotta be smart in these fights, but it'll be fun. Put John in that mix. That's fun. He looks as fast and as explosive as someone like I think more so than 
Dominic Reyes and maybe not as much as Santos, but Dominic Reyes and uh, some yeah, he's of those not other as fast guys. as Santos, but he's fast. Now, I would say he's every bit as fast. Yeah, as John Jones is. That's a scary thought. That's Oof. a scary thought. Real scary. Yep. Um. Okay. So who else? Let's see. Well. Oh no. Cards. Let's go. Let's go to the co-main because you wanted to talk about. I it. did want to talk about this. Come on, baby. Um. I mean, realistically. Uh. I. How do you say her name? Kuniskaya. Kuniskaya. Oh, yeah. Just say Yana. Yana. Okay. So Yana. Kuniskaya. Kuniskaya. So Yana. <laughs> <laughs> Yana. So, there you go. See, okay. You so to to me, I had Vieira winning. But here's the thing: is I'm not I'm not splitting hairs over. I, I'm just splitting hairs over. I don't care. Yes. It really just comes down to the fact that I had Vieira winning because look, there's two things that I want people to understand. There's two positions that people should understand that refs very rarely, if ever, will stand you up from, and that is mount and the back, because those are finishing positions. Sure, side control is finishing position, but we know that's not really a whole lot. People don't really attack from side control. They'd rather control the position, you know, to do damage. Not submission. A uh, half guard, they'll sure they'll hit the, the Dars and the in the anacondas and those positions from there. But guess what? That's kind of in, in Japanese necktie. But there's not a whole lot of other finishing positions there. That's not really considered the finish position, like the back and the mount. That being said, that's why I gave the fight to Vieira because you're saying, yeah, it's just a position, is what the word is. The word in there is just a position if you're not doing damage to strike and you're trying to finish fight and you're not trying or to finish, finish the, the fight. fight with a submission. But in that, there, I feel like there's a little bit of leeway in terms of a ref will not stand you up because it is a finishing position. And that is means that there should be a little bit more emphasis on it being a dominant position. That I am controlling every part of this fight. Side control, posting a wiggle, get out, do all those things. The, ba the back and the mount is a little bit different where I can tap you without taking a whole lot of damage either. You know, I'm not taking big, those are these little pitter patter shots are no different than me being in your guard going body, body, head, body, body, head. So I had Vieira winning slightly, but okay. I, I can see I, when we were, you and I were talking off air, I understand where you're coming from. I do, but I had Vieira winning because of the back position. If the whole thing comes down to this. I want you to take a look and figure it out this way. When, when we're teaching judging and we're teaching, you know, referees. When it comes to the ground, it's hard for some people to figure things out, but you're looking at the ground and saying, all right, let's put people in guard. So in guard, you are in my guard. You're in the top position. Who's got the advantage? Yeah. Well, when it comes to striking, you do. You have gravity that works for you, but if it comes to submission, I do. Because I have a multitude of submissions that I can go after. Really, the only thing you can even contemplate going after from there is you can go back for a leg you can try to get it you know an ankle lock you can try to get a heel hook or something like that but you, you just don't have a whole lot of submissions available to you mm. if you are in my guard and your ability to get there is going to be difficult depending upon where i put my legs and what i do but it's we're talking about a 50 50 position basically <clears throat> it's even in the fight yep the guy on the bottom he can get hit hard yep the guy that's in the up position he can get submitted so we go 50-50. It goes past that, goes into half guard. We talk about it's like 60-40 for the guy on top because a lot of those submissions that were available to me with you in my guard, they're gone. I can't do the same arm bars. I can't do the triangle chokes. It's gone. So now the odds have turned. 
Go to side control, about 70-30. Go to mount, you're talking, uh, you're, you're in that 85-15 range. Unless you're fighting Olenek, who's great with Ezekiel choke while he's mounted, there's really nothing the guy underneath can do. So now you get to the back. We talk two positions of the back. Back where you have, you know, you have my back and my face is straight up. Okay. That's about a 90-10. You go and you put me face down and you have my back 95-5. And it's really, I have no offense, zero. But these are all positions and positional changes. It's not so much the position. In jujitsu, if you take me down, you get two points, right? And then if you pass my guard and you get to that side control position, you now get three. And then you get mount. You have four points for that. So now out of all of this, you have nine points. It's nine nothing because you got to mount. Now you take my back. It's another four points. It's 13 to nothing. It's not a jujitsu. It's not a jujitsu contest. It's not a wrestling match. It's a fight. And long ago, we basically came up with a concept, and it was based off of the UFC and one of the sh the tough shows that we had people that were trying to control the fight with grappling, control it with wrestling, because they knew that the person they were fighting was better on the feet. And I, if I can just keep you down here, I don't have to do a whole lot. The, the judges are going to give me this win because I have the better position. So if you look at the criteria for judging, the first one, number, number one that they look at, can you say who in the striking or grappling aspect did better? Okay, now it's clear that Vieira did better in the grappling aspect in the third round. And it's clear that Yana did better in the striking. She landed way more strikes, even a lot of them are not effective. It's just, you know, touching or volume, if you want to call it. But you take a look and say, okay, what took place more? Well, it was actually the grappling. Like you're saying, the grappling of her having position. So then we look and say, okay, did we have damage? Yes, we did. We had some damage at the end of the fight when she landed good elbows, landed three of them. The cut, that's just a cleanly landed strike, we'll say, in the fact that it cut her. But the three elbows, they hurt. They were good, strong elbows. She was lighting her up there at the very end. So what was the most effective thing that happened in the round? Was it what Vieira was doing when she gets her back and she basically just holds on. She's controlling. The last thing that you look at in the judging criteria is you'll go from striking and grappling, and if that's completely even, you'll go to aggression. Who was more aggressive in the fight in the third round? Was it Vieira being more aggressive or was it Yana being more aggressive? It was Yana. Mm -hmm. She was the one at least trying to fight. And then you look at the last thing, and that is ring or cage control, or the UFC would say <clears throat> octagon control. That's the last thing if those other things are all even. They weren't even. What was the most effective element that happened in the fight? The judges got it right that if, if Yana had not gotten that last, we'll say, 15 seconds, I doubt the judges would have gone with Vieira, would have gone with Yana. They would have gone with Vieira. But they saw the last 15 seconds. That was enough for them to say, I have someone trying to end the fight instead of someone trying to control the fight. In that trying to end the fight, she did more damage in those 15 seconds than what Vieira was able to do in four minutes. 
It's not about the amount of time that you control someone. It's about you trying to finish the fight. And that's what Yana was trying to do. And that's why she got the win. You said that she was continuing. Boy, that was long. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was. You, you lost me on all the percentage talk. No. <laughs> when you start spitting out numbers, I'm like, math, no. Oh, no. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, she was fighting. She, she continued to fight because she was in the shittier position. So the argument we made is that, of course, she had to get out of that. She had to fight harder to get out of there. When I got, I, she, when Vieira worked harder to get to that position, she's on her back. She did all the work already. She didn't need to do anything else. She needed to get there yes, and then she try. did. That no, was the problem. No, and she, start, if she and had done more, she needed to if do. If she did do more, she would have won the fight. John, but John, her problem was the, she just controlled. John, yelling over me doesn't make you more right. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, like, look, she did all the work to get to the back, which is a finishing position. So I can look, like I said, in the beginning of this conversation, I don't care who wins. Okay, I thought it was I thought it was a good fight back and forth. I had Vieira winning based on the fact that she did all the hard work to get to the back in the third round. It came down to the third round. She got to the back. She had already done all the technical work to get there. Now, don't get me wrong, I agree with you. She needed to do more effort to put more effort in and to try to get a rear naked choke. But the I teach or I train this or coach this with all the guys that I work with fighters. And I say, look, if you're on the back. We are not trying to hit arm bars from this position. We are not no. trying to do anything else not except rear naked. End of the round, maybe. Yeah, we're not trying to do anything but just a rear naked choke from here. We are not giving this position up for anything. I agree. Okay? And so I can agree that she needed to attack the neck more, which she did not do. But like I said, she did all the work to get there. You're saying that the, that Yana used, she fought harder. Yeah, she fought harder because... She was in a shittier position. You need to fight harder to get out of that position. That's the point of, I did all my work to get there. Now it's your turn to get out of this position. Otherwise, I could potentially sub you or a ref could stop it or whatever it is. But I'm winning this fight because I did all the work to get there. So as a fighter, I'm thinking, for me, I would have attacked a lot more. I agree. But for her and for a ref and a judge, I'm like, hey, this is a finishing position that a ref will never stand me up for because it is such a dominant finishing position that is way more effective than this than this than like these little tiny body body headshots totally I, agree okay. hold on as far as your ability to finish the fight from that position is greatly enhanced by you attaining that position but if you get the position and you do nothing with it you don't attempt those rear naked chokes or anything at all it's just a position and in yeah. mma you don't get credit from the judges for a simple position it's what do you do with the position no different than a takedown attempt i go to take you down i double leg you i bring you up here and boom down and pop you pop right back up is it a takedown that's different than well, me you having hit, your back you hold on you hit the ground <laughs> You hit the ground, right? Yeah. Now, the judges, are, if depending upon the elevation that I get on you and how much impact you hit the ground with, the judges may give me some credit for it. But if you don't hit the ground hard at all and I don't get any elevation and you pop right back up, there was no takedown because it's the same as no, the position means nothing without the attempts to finish the fight. The, the difference for me, the difference is if I take you down and go and go right to mount, or if I take you down and get to your back, you're never going to stand me up from those two positions in a take that's down not true. in a take. That's it's very rare, true. John. 
I admit it's very it's rare. Very I can rare. tell you, I stood up two fights from the mount. That's two just bad ref. Out of all of the ones that I did, <laughs> you know, and you, you know, if I if I take you back to those fights, people will go, yeah, that was probably a good idea. But yeah. I can tell you, I've seen, you know, I've seen guys Herb Dean, I've seen stand people up while they have someone's back. Well, he's a questionable not, ref, anyways. I'm we'll not talk about saying later. I'm not saying that that's always the right thing to do, and and most of the time I will absolutely take the side against it. But it does happen because you can be that person that gets that position and you do nothing with it. And it now is not a fight. It is nothing more than a control factor. You are someone trying to make clicks go off of a clock until you think you can get a win because you have the position. We've taken that out of something that is important in the judging criteria. The judges are not going off of that position. They're going off of, What's effective? What are you damaging your opponent with? And if you get that position, they at least expect you with the back. You should be working towards ending the fight with that rear naked choke. So the same can be said for the person whose back is taken, though. I've seen a lot of times where fighters just hold the wrist and then the opponent can't do it. The person on the back can't attack as well, only with one arm. It's a lot harder to. So the person who's just hoping for a stand up from that position by just controlling two on one. So the same can be said for the other way around. So it really could come down to where Yana was also defending several times without doing anything, making sure she didn't get choked and just hanging out there. And then moments of striking and those little moments to help open up space to get out. It goes both ways. I feel like from that position, like I said, I'm not, we're, we're it doesn't go, it doesn't go both ways from that position because if the era had attempted yeah. rear naked chokes and it at least gotten even somewhat close josh mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what yana had done the judges would have gone with Vieira, but she didn't mm. your job as the fighter is to attempt doesn't mean it's going to happen but always be attempting to finish the fight she wasn't That's no, why she yeah wasn't. there was moments there i think in the beginning of the third round she got the takedown and she was like in three-quarter mount or mount and she just stayed there she didn't yeah. move. She didn't try to like move. She just, yeah. But that ended up leading to her taking the back. So I was like, okay, well, I kind of, I understand. Yeah. Cause when someone is tired in the third round, you're waiting for them to exert a, a one big explosive movement so you can advance your position. So I'm going to be a blanket on you until you do that. And then when yep. you do it, you're going to try so hard. I'm just going to let you go. I'm going to take your back or side control or hit a, whatever it is you're going to hit. Um, yep. But yeah, like I said, at the, at the beginning of this conversation, I don't care who wins. I had Vieira winning slightly because of the dominant position from Mount, also to the back, and then having the control there. I didn't think the last 15 seconds warranted the win, but realistically, I don't care. You know, I mean, it was, it's just one, it's one of those, it was like, Uh, this is the, I like to engage in this type of conversation because as a fighter, I would be thinking to myself, there's no way I was on this, I was on this person's back for three and a half minutes. What are you talking about? Any fighters will feel that. What are you talking about? And this is, this is the reason why I engage, I play the devil's advocate a lot because, other fighters and people and homers at home are sitting there going, there's no way because they have some of the same questions that I have. Like, Hey, it's, I'm, I'm a former fighter and I'm thinking to myself, if I'm a young fighter, then you need to start paying attention to what you and I are talking about right now, because yes, you, you can lose a fight like that where you thought you were dominating in the third round. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. No, no, you're not. And that's a rude awakening for someone, especially like if you have an undefeated record. Or you're one fight away or two fights away from maybe potentially getting a top 10 guy or a top five guy or whatever it is. Down that just shut you back down two or three more fights of tough fighters to get back into that conversation. So 
don't make that same mistake. That's really what I, this is really why I have these type of conversations with you. Yeah, no, it's exactly right. And it's something every fighter needs to learn. You know, I, I know that, you know, Vieira was, she was kind of shocked when she lost because she looked at, I was controlling the fight. She's right. She yeah. was. It's not about controlling the fight. It's about winning the fight, damaging your opponent, finishing the fight. That's what they're looking for. You do those things. That's what's going to get you your win. So you can say the same thing, though, for people that are on the feet, like stick and move, stick and move, to versus the people that are controlling the tempo of the fight. Like, people are like, oh, you just ran the whole time. Yeah, I'm still controlling where the fight goes. The other guy was more aggressive. Doesn't mean he did anything. Like, when we talked about the Marlon Rice and Jose Aldo. It was reckless abandonment of pressure where he kept walking into punches, but nothing was, he wasn't really landing anything himself. But sure, he was the one being the aggressor. But being the aggressor doesn't really do anything for you if you're not landing anything. Is that well, the, epi- what you're saying? The, the epitome of reckless abandon and pressure is Khabib. Yeah. Khabib is the guy, you take a look at what he does and his reckless abandon of I'm going forward. He did it with, you know, Barbosa, you know, just in a crazy fashion and took a great striker and made it to where he couldn't strike. But he's in danger of getting hit and dropped. It's a possibility by making that pressure just so, you know, present and just going after things. When he fought Justin Gaethje, take a look. Man, he was crushing the space on Gaethje. Reckless abandonment, just huge pressure. It can work for you. And it's, but if he's landing no shots during any of that or not getting the takedowns and then doing his thing, he's going to lose the round. It doesn't matter how much you come forward. It's the person that does the things that can end the fight. And when we talk about ending the fight, pressure's great, but it's the things that pressure brings along with it that help you end the fight. It's That's what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, we had a somewhat of a similar situation with the uh, Phil Hawes fight. And is it Emma Voff? Emma Voff. I'm a Voff. I, I'm a Voff. Is it Im- I'm a Voff? I'm a Voff. I'm a Voff. I'm a Voff. I, I heard okay. it both ways. Okay. I heard I'm Joe Joe Martinez said it one way. The broadcast team said it another. So it's okay. one of them. Okay. The the tough guy. <laughs> he was fun the, to watch. The tough Frenchman. Yeah. He was fun to watch. Yeah. I was like, wow. This I, I was I was mad that he the fight IQ isn't isn't quite there. Like there was moments where he crushed his space so much that he just put himself out of took himself out of punching range to do damage yeah. and smothered yeah. everything to the point where it was like, okay, but then he was really good with elbows as well. But he still even crushed that space so much to where he was able to get grabbed. If you know somebody wants to wrestle you, I think the elbows are great, but let's not just rely strictly on those because that brings you closer to them for them to grab you. Okay, and then he's got power. You saw it right off the bat and with the big shots. He should have been sticking and moving on that jab and keeping his circle. I'm surprised his corner wasn't yelling and screaming about him to do that. But damn, I want to watch him fight again. I was yeah. the whole conversation though the um with the roughing on the situation. I uh, I I had Imovov winning, but Is that roughing or judging? Uh what do you mean? You said roughing of this fight. Oh, oh, oh judging? sorry, judging. Sorry, judging. Oh, okay. Oh, did I say roughing? Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had I had uh, Imovov winning the fight. It was close. So it was another one of those things where it mm-hmm. was close. Uh, but it, it, I like the guys that that. But that what? Hold it. That what? 
because we just talked about it. No, no, like no. the guys that are trying to finish the fight. Winning, look, winning 15 seconds at the end of the fight and winning and winning the last minute and a half of the end of the fight. And there was <laughs> a different. lot, there was a lot less of positioning, like in terms of Phil Hall's never had his back. Phil Hall's never, he just pressed him against the fence and that was it. He never had his back, yeah. never had mount, never had well, those positions. Those are, those are finishing positions. Clinching against the fence is not a finishing position. Okay. Those okay, are not, so those are not comparables. Apples no, no, and oranges. I'm, I'm just trying to ask, you know, you, jo Josh Thompson, the MMA judge, you get, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that in a bad way. You, you have learned so much. I'm, I'm so proud of you. My <laughs> <team>. <laughs> it's, it's very true. This is very true. From the moment we met, I've been picking your brain about this stuff. So you gave Phil Hawes the first round. Oh, I'm trying to. Yes. Yes. I would have too. Okay. He definitely won the first round. Yes. Went out. He looked good. Landed some good shots, controlled the wrestling, took him down. Phil Haas wins the round. Did he, did he round. get rocked in the second? Yes. Okay, so that's the round that okay, I gave uh, Imov off the second. And I would have too. But again, this is what happens sometimes. We don't know the angle that the judges were seeing yeah. and what they saw. And we don't know that they actually saw Phil Haas get hurt. We saw it. you know, And, it, and I thought the broadcast did a good job of pointing it out. They, you know, He got hurt. He was he tried to hide it well, but you could see he was, as soon as a guy gets hurt, you see them trying to utilize not musculature strength to hold their position. They start to use their skeletal frame. They start to stiffen up because it's easier for them to try to control their balance. And you saw Haas do that. So you knew he was hurt. I thought that was the most telling thing that happened in that second round. And yeah. I would have given... Uh, I'm off the second round. There's no doubt about the third round. It's yeah. easy. And, and Hawes took an ass whip and it took some big shots and you got to give him credit. Yeah, man. He was tough as hell. He stood in there. He did not go down, but man, he took some big shots and he was seriously hurt. You could see how much he was hurt. He was, he was doing the, you know, the, the stanky leg dance yep. and he was having problems. So much so that one of the judges ended up giving that round as a 10-8. And that's why you had the 28-20 and became a majority decision. I do not think that Phil Haas won the fight. I think when the judges go back and look at that second round, they're going to see that he took a lot more damage than they realized. He got hurt in that round. He never hurt yeah. you know, his opponent. And that's the real telling difference in that round. I would have had that fight as a 29 Probably 29-28 for uh, Imamov, but it's, uh, you know, that's one of the things that can happen. And, you know, you left it out there. You know, Haas was tough. I I love the fact of what you said with uh, Imamov that the he allowed Haas at times to get too close because he was yeah. trying to use elbows instead of distance is key when you're a, a striker and Sometimes you crush that distance, and he did that. Yep. Boss, Boss Rutten used to talk to me all the time about, why are these guys crushing their own distance? And I go, because they're trying to end the fight. <laughs> they're just not as good yeah. right now as you were in being able to understand, oh, I can't crush that. I need to step back. You know, But it's, um, it was a good fight. It was a good fight by both guys. And, and I, I, I give Phil Hawes credit in the fact that, man, he's looking better. His stand-up is looking so much better. His wrestling, we know he can wrestle. But his stand-up is looking really good, but he's still got that, at times, the hands start to come down, that chin is out there. 
He needs to be careful that he's working with the right people to fix that, but it's still there. Yeah, Imovov, he just, he like you said, he like I said, he crushed his own space, left himself in position to be clinched. Uh, there was moments, I think, in the third round where he could have finished it in that last 30 seconds or last minute. I think it was a minute 29 is when he rocked him, when he rocked Phil Haas. That's just fight IQ. I don't know if that comes with just more experience, if it just comes sure with does. big pressure, more time. Um, the other thing as well is a lot of people, a lot of fighters, they're nervous when they rock somebody to be outside of that clinching range because we've seen too many highlight videos of like you get carried away and fights over, you know, you get knocked out. I mean, I can take a look at what was it? Uh, Patricio and um, uh, oh, the German fighter, uh, Dale Weichel. Weichel rocked him and got carried away and chased after him and boom, boom, boom. Fight was over in one, two punches. You know, same thing with Dave Rickles and Patricky, his brother. Same thing. Um, you've got to be very cautious and careful in those situations. I think a lot of fighters, they rock somebody and they want to smother it just in case the guy gets brave. I can at least grab you if, if I get clipped also. They get a little bit like, oh, this is too easy. They start winging it. Um, but overall, I, I had I had him off winning the fight. I'm glad you did too. I'm glad you're finally starting to think properly. Uh, thank you. Thank track. you for teaching me. We're I appreciate this. that. Dude. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> uh, but overall, I, I overall I thought it was a, it was a good fight. I want, I want, those are like, sometimes those are the fights that you're like, man, I want to see another round. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I actually, when, when I heard 28, 28, I kind of was like, all right, I can get behind that. You know, I could get behind that, you know? Um, but then when they had it for the other way, I was like, Ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah. So it just was one of those. Um, you know who impressed me though was a, impressed me, but it was a, a fabulous fight. Was the Minner fight and Rosa fight? Yeah, just scramble after scramble and submission attempt after submission attempt, and Minner just kept putting himself in those deep ass arm bars. And I'm thinking to myself, you <laughs> fucking guy, what are you doing to yourself? Right. Yeah, have you ever heard two arms in one? Oh, or, you know, both arms. In, what are you doing? That's ridiculous. <laughs> but Rosa did hit a beautiful arm bar though. He was getting side choked, and he pushed up on the face and was able to get his knees in there. I was like, oh, 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 shit! He's almost got this. But it was very nice how he was able to frame the face away and throw the knee, the leg over the head and put the knee inside underneath the armpit. I was like, yeah. wow. But there was a couple of nice transitions by Ross. He just couldn't get it done. He was a step behind in the in the wrestling and he was a step behind and just the striking a little bit as well. They were kind of just not as the, quick. Yeah, it just wasn't as quick. And the transitions, he wasn't as quick in the transitions. Uh, he no. was in the transitions for wrestling, but not in terms of, or I mean, grappling, but not in terms of the wrestling and the grappling together, but position and control with the striking. Once you start throwing strikes, a lot of the wrestling and jitsu starts to kind of like slow down because they wanted to, they need to defend before they can actually try to defend their position or advance their position. So, but I thought it was a, it was like watching two little ferrets, man, get after it. I loved it. I love seeing two very well-rounded fighters. You love get ferrets. After. I do love ferrets. I do. <laughs> I do. <clears throat> I would never have them. They're fucking stinky as all hell. Oh, stinky. Yeah. But uh, but uh, I do. I have you ever watched them? Like they have a. I was oh, in South yeah. Africa. And um, they have they're called meerkats. They look a little bit like ferrets, and they run along on the beaches and stuff. And but you see them every once in a while tussling with each other, and it's they, they remind me of ferrets. They're just getting after just they all over the place. That. They're yeah. born with jujitsu. Yes, so, they are yeah. so envious, man. Crazy Fucking little <laughs> bastards, just born that way. <laughs> uh, but overall, uh, I I was very impressed with that performance. It was a great fight to watch. Very knowledgeable. If you guys are paying attention, it was a good fight. It was.
It was a fun fight. What did you do? Anything else on that fight? No. The other fight, um, man, I got to tell you, Andre Lofsky's a tough SOB. He took some big shots in that first round. That first round? And he just kind of just waited and bided his time and just was patient. And he started coming on towards the end of the first. And I was like, ooh, ooh, we have a fight on our hands. But then uh, Aspinall just changed the game plan, switched it up, made a great adjustment. What happened there? What do you mean? You you, You look and you go, you think about how... Andre got rocked in that first round and how he, you know, covers up and it looks like that, you know, Aspinall's going to be able to punch his way into the referee stopping the fight, but Andre gets that clinch and is able to hold on and recover and he actually comes back in the first yep. round and you look, you're looking and going, okay, you know that you're in this fight, you know, this kid's tough, you know, we all know what he can do and we know on the ground what he can do. So when you get double leg into the cage at Mach 2 (laughs) (laughs) and turn your back right away. It's like with your hands on the mat. What the hell? You just lost, you know, I don't know if hitting the cage rocked his his, uh, cabeza to the point where, you know, no clear thoughts were there for a second. But Andre, you can't do that with a guy that, if there's one thing everyone knows about Tom is, on the ground, he's a freaking monster. You can't turn your back to him. There's other ways of getting up off of that cage than just turning your back to him. And that was, you know, you do the big mistake, that's why you lost the fight. You know, good job by Tom Aspinall. And, and you know, I know Andre was, he was upset with himself. You could see it was like, you know, you know as soon as, you know, he taps, he's, damn it. Yeah. You know, because he knew I made a huge mistake and that's why I just got choked. Yeah, a lot of it was he turned, put his hands, like you said, put his hands on the ground. But then when he did it, yep. though, he didn't tuck his chin either. He looked straight up no. in the air. Like, he looked up as if, like, here's my <laughs> chin, here's my neck. Um, the other thing as well is that Aspinall came across with the left arm, so the one that was close to the cage. So that took away the spin. And if, it, if he would have spin, he would have spun right back into him to a mount position or at least to a three-quarter mount. So that was nicely done. Some people will start to choke with the right arm, the one furthest away from the cage. And then when they spin back the other way, it makes it easier for them to spin and get out. But it also puts their back back to the fence, and they can start to stand up from that position as well. So I thought that was very impressive how he used his far side arm, the one that was closest to the cage, to come underneath the chin. And it made it harder for um for him Andre to, to for Andre yep. to, sk- to spin out. But it was yep. overall, it was a good it was leading up to be a good fight. But Aspinov just he's he this is a big win for him. But then he called out, you know, um the winner of the fight later. And I'm like, okay, I would have I would have understood if it Olenek had won. But his opponent, like no, I don't I'm right now, I'm digging for his name. What's his name? Al Dakos. There you go. See, so why why call him out? You just beat Andre Arlovsky, former champion. I'm gonna take a page out of Chael Sonnen's book, man. Call out the big names, man. <laughs> call them out. What are you I, doing? Well, You're wasting well, a moment I, I, like that. I, I, I just said it wrong. Kyle's his brother. That was Chris. See exactly. See, <laughs> see. <laughs> That's my point. He looked phenomenal. He looked great against Olenek. He looked good, fabulous. Good hand speed. He fast can stand hand up and speed. Fight, He's man. got some power. He's quick and. Good at stopping the getting away from the takedowns. Fabulous job. But I don't know who he is. Now you, you just said you want to fight the winner of that fight. If it was Olenek, I'd be like, okay, cool. But if it's not, it's not Olenek. It's 
the other guy. See? <laughs> and so when that happens, no, man, get up into that conversation. Say, I want to fight the the winner of Cyril Ghana and Rosenstruck. I want to, I want to, something like that. Give me, give me up in that next conversation. Why not Alistair Overeem? You just beat Andre Arlovsky. Let's hit Alistair Overeem. He's up there. Let's go. Like, I've, I've had to take a page out of jail and think to myself, that was a bad call out. You've got to be more specific on like, hey, you want the big names and the ones that are going to catapult your career. Another one, like another notch on your belt or on your, you know, on your uh, headboard or whatever it is. Okay? You know, to let people know, hey, I beat this person. I just beat Andre Arlovsky. Now I want to buy, I want to beat, you know, Overeem. You know, whoever's after, whoever's in that top five after Overeem, that's who I yep. want next. You know? Yeah. He, he's good. He's he's good. I'm excited to see him. He's got fast oh, hands. Yeah. Obviously, got good. That power double was impressive, you know. And um, the quick transition to the back was very impressive. He yeah. he does he does remind me not just by looks. He oh. reminds me a lot of Frank Mir. He does. He does. He's, like, Dude, okay. he's his illegitimate son. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna make you wonder. No. <laughs> well, no one, Frank. Yeah. Oh, never uh, yeah. Frank, but, Frank, were you? Were you in the UK for very long? Where were you? Yeah, UFC 38. <laughs> That's so great. That would make you about this old. Yep, you are about that yeah, old. Oh, <laughs> oh there shit. Horrible. Oh, shit. It's, That's you great. know, the funny the funny part is Dacus did the same thing, though, when you know, I thought Bisping was doing a good job interviewing him, and he's talking and saying, well, who do you want? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I just, you know, above, I'm number 10 now. This should put me, you know, just give me someone above number 10. And he, he he gave the right answer when because Bisping kind of pushed him towards it. He goes, you know, give come on, give me, you know. And he says, give me Stipe. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're gonna call out Stipe, then add something to it, dude. You're a Philadelphia cop. He's a Cleveland firefighter. We know that freaking police officers are more athletic than firefighters. Or no, no, the firefighters are gonna be more athletic. He could have added more to it and made it kind of make it to where it's, hey, yeah. maybe it'll work for you. But. I, he just lost a little bit on that one. I love the fact he called out CPA and he looked good, but yeah, he did. give more, man. Come on. You got to think about these things beforehand so you can talk and make people go, Hey, that's kind of cool. What he said, go back to the, the heavyweight division again, please. In the UFC. Yeah. You've got, what happened to Bogoy? I mean, Bogoy used training. He was used to training AKA, but I mean, that with COVID hit, I haven't seen him in forever. And He's then been training at uh, extreme, hasn't he? Now, has he been there? Yeah, so you've got who you got? You got uh Tybura, you've got Pavlovich, you've got Bogoy, you've got Junior, uh Walt Harris. Uh, who else is there? Saki. Didn't Saki retire? No. Augusto Sakai? Oh no, 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 no. Oh, Sakai, God, no. Sakai, no, it's uh did the other one retire? You think Gohan. Yeah, Gohan did he retire? Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know if he retired or not, but think, he hasn't fought okay. since he got knocked out. Um, I don't even want to butcher that guy's name. <laughs> Abu Rak. Anyways. Okay. And then you have Serial Gone, Overeem, Volkov, Lewis. I mean, there's a great mix of guys to be in there in that conversation. So I want to see. Sure there is. Yeah, I want, I want I want to see these fights. I want to see, I want to see the heavyweight division starting to. I just I just criticized it two weeks ago, John. So I got to pull my foot out of my mouth and say these young guys now they're getting me a little more energized right now. I'm just seeing it and I'm going. I'm going okay, okay. There's we a lot we, there. we can start we can start chomping the bit a little bit here. I'm I'm liking this. There's there's some mix in there that we can yeah, start throwing this together. I'm liking it. This is the first time in quite a while where you've got at least I would say six to seven. 
mm-hmm. you go, hey, that guy could definitely challenge for the, the title. Yeah. That guy could. And they have a viable, you know, call to say, yeah, they deserve that. It's it's getting better. Yeah. It's getting a lot better. Well, like Aspinall, right? He's not even in here in the top 15. No. You know, so it's like. He then, will be now. And then uh, what's his name? Docus. He'll be the one now. He's going to he'll be number 10, probably number 11 okay. somewhere. He might be somewhere in number in 11. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, So in that conversation, I mean. But guys like Sakai, I mean, I could see Aspinall fighting guys like Sakai. That'd be a great fight. Get him to the ground. I, would see, I, I say Sakai versus Dawkins. There you go. Would be the fight because both of them are stand good, up, good stand up fighters, and it would be interesting to watch. That's true. What about Walt Harrison, uh, Aspinall? Yeah, oh, man. I tell you what, you know, Walt. I think Walt just needs to take some time. Yeah. Uh, I really like Walt Harris. Good guy. Good fighter. Got really good stand-up, super athletic, but somehow right now he's got other thoughts in his head other yeah. than fighting, and you can't have that. Well, then what about Bogoy? You got Bogoy and Aspinall. That'd be a good fight. Uh, that would be a really Sambo. good fight because on the ground, they're both really good. Mm-hmm. They both have really good you know, submission games. And you know, Bogoy was a guy that took away uh, Fedor's Sambo championship. Oh, I didn't know that. He trained with me oh, all those yeah. years. I didn't know that. Oh, that was, yeah. That was his beat, one loss? He beat Fedor. Yep, beat Fedor in the Sambo World Championship. So wow. he's got some game, man. And, you know, in in the stand-up, they, they approach it differently. I think that uh, Tom is much smoother, yeah. much more athletic-looking in his stand-up. But Blagoy, he implements what he does well. He's just more of the one-punch you know, swing and duck out and then reestablish and come back guy. He doesn't throw in combinations. A lot. You know, who he reminds me of, he reminds me of Karatanov. I don't know if it's because of the little bit of the belly and the way their body frame is, you know, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but he kind of reminds me, his style reminds me of Karatanov. So, yeah, but I mean, he doesn't I'm, kick. Yeah. Uses a boxing approach. I'm, I'm in, I'm interested now after me two weeks ago, putting my foot in my mouth and saying, ah, the heavyweight division is kind of, you know, it's not like you've got a lot of the older guys that are there. Now we're seeing the the younger guys just in the last. And I think by next week, too, we'll see it again with Cyril Gone and Rosenstruck in that conversation as well. Start to put themselves in that top five position, top seven position. It's going to be good. Um, it's going to be yeah. good. I mean, you've got, you know, uh, Aspinall probably going to come up in there, getting close to the 15 position. You know, you've got um, uh, Dawkins, who just probably catapulted himself in the top 12, top 10 or 11 or 12, somewhere in there, you know, and you're going to start seeing these fighters. I, I'm excited. I'm excited. You got in the, in there, you've got Rosenstruck, you got Curtis Blades will drop, but Derek Luce will replace there. Alistair and Volkoff are kind of in that conversation. They're still in that top six, seven position. Cyril Gone may jump up if he beats Rosenstruck. I mean, I'm, I'm just, John Jones is in there somewhere. We don't know yet, but. He'll be inserted in there somewhere after his for his for his fight. Does does he deserve being the being the former chip being the most dominant fighter at two hundred five? Does he deserve an automatic title shot? Yes. Yes. Okay. I thought so. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I thought so. No, I'm, no different than Israel Adesanya deserves a shot at the light heavyweight title. Look at what he's done in the middleweights. Yeah. He's basically, he's he's run the table on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the most part. Absolutely, he deserves that title shot. John Jones absolutely deserves his first fight for the championship. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. I agree. I agree. I like it. Uh, I, I'm liking that John's up there, and Izzy went up. 
I'm wondering what's going on with the 85 pound division now. You know, <laughs> I, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there at that division. Because if he wins it at 205, does he stay? Mm, does he that's stay? The, that is the question. You know, does he stay? That's that's the. That's the I don't know. In a lot question. of ways, I think the UFC would like him to stay. Mm-hmm. You know? huh. he, he adds a legitimacy to that weight yeah. class that I think it's kind of lacking right now. Yeah, I think also too at 185. I mean, realistically, if you look, if you pull up 185, you've got um, Paul Costa, you've got Jared Cannonier, Darren Till, you've got Vittori. You've got a lot got of a great ton. fights that are in there that could be made. And honestly, he's extremely marketable as Paul Costa. He's extremely marketable. So now you have a guy who's extremely marketable, fun Which to watch. Brings him fight, right back in the mix. Brings him right back at the top of the conversation. And you've got Izzy who went up, and if he does win the title, it's like, okay, well, look, he was obviously the better fighter at 185. So he's up at 205 now, trying to see what he can do yeah. there. Slide Paul Acosta in there. I still want to see potentially, after one or two more fights, Usman go to 85. I want to <laughs> see it. I want to see it. I just want to see it. Um, what else? What else we got there, Dave? Well, what there you was got? No- there's the one that we got to talk about the fight that wasn't a fight wasn't mm. it did not happen there was the incident dave what, what was the name of the opponent i can't say it, it was uh chas skelly was the man that was left in the ring and i think they pulled it off of the thing because yeah, they was probably pulled it off of J- jamal emers that's it emers mm-hmm. uh I, I had people actually tweeting me about this josh and saying that should be a dq no it should not you want to give a guy a loss off of the fact that he has a medical problem in the back. That is not when you give someone a loss. That's no different than if he had had the medical problem after weigh-ins. It's the same thing. You know, it's just a canceled fight. Let me, let me uh, kind of give you a couple of things that you should have been looking at. First off, when Chaz Skelly walks out and he's got those, that red tape on his wrist with the gloves, He's not supposed to be the first person walking out. He's the second person yeah. walking out. You're always going to see the blue corner walk out first and the red corner will walk out second. So it was a clue that they were having a problem. So when Chaz Skelly is standing in the octagon by himself with the red tape on his gloves, it's a clue that up oh, there's a problem with someone with the, with the fighter in the blue corner. Yeah. He's up there and they finally come out and say, look, we've been uh, informed. There's a medical condition that's happened where this fight is going to be canceled. That was the correct call. The time that you would disqualify the fighter is you have, we'll say, Emmer's walked out. He is in the cage. Skelly walks out. He's now in the cage. Joe Martinez goes and he announces both Emmer's and then Chaz Skelly. And now Emmer's goes, whoop. I can't fight. I don't want to fight. I'm hurting, whatever it's going to be. Now you have a disqualification. Okay. Even though the fight didn't start, he has been announced. Once you've had that announcement, we have a fight because what's the next thing that happens? The referee starts the fight. So that's when you would get to the point of, all right, we're going to disqualify. If you want to go all the way back to UFC three, you had Harold Howard comes out. He goes in the cage. Hoist Gracie comes out. He goes in the cage. They announce Harold Howard. They announce Hoist Gracie, and Hoist has got a problem, and we had it to where, at the time, it was you had to throw the towel or you tap. So they 
corner throws in the towel, he loses the fight or he would have been disqualified under today's uh, realm. So definitely not a time to disqualify and give a loss to a fighter that never even comes out to the cage. No, we don't do that. It was the right call. I'm sorry that Chad Skelly, you know, didn't get to fight, but they'll, they'll put him in a fight right away. And, uh, you know, as soon as he feels like he can control his weight and uh, be uh, safe in doing it, and he got his, he'll get his money for, you know, stepping into the cage, but Embers did not deserve to lose based upon what occurred. When you say UFC three, I want you to understand that a lot of our listeners weren't <laughs> even born yet. <laughs> no <laughs> some kidding, of, man. Some no of them kidding. were like maybe four, five, uh, eight, something like that. So yeah, they 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 didn't have uh, access to UFC three, Big John. Just want to let you know that, okay, bud? <laughs> well, you you know what's funny is that you know the, the stories out there and how I started as the referee, and it was the Gracies that brought me in, and there were all kinds of people at the time saying, "Oh man, you know." You know, that's unfair. You will do whatever, you know, they need and stuff. And I'm like, I gave Hoist's first loss because I was the one telling him he can't fight. You throw in that towel, you know, because it was the right thing to do at the time. It's like, because they wanted to bring Hoist out and bring in a alternate fighter to fight at the time against Harold Howard. I said, nope, he's already been announced. Throw the towel. And so that's what happens. The old days, baby. Did Derek you, Lewis belonged in the old days. The good days. Good <laughs> Did you see Chas Skelly's post-fight press? Uh, post-fight interview? No, I didn't see no. it. What does uh, he say? So right, at, right towards the end of the interview, he gets up and he does this. I'm going to play it for you. Hold on, let me see. How long can you play it without it being taken down? I can play it. He sings like the whole song. What is this? Oh Jesus! Okay, put, turn it off. Okay, we're done. We're <laughs> done. Trap me. It's a, it's a tenacious w- D song. He just sang like the whole thing. Right oh, there. I was a fan till that moment. <laughs> yeah, he's just lost me, <laughs> John. So the, he had, he had brought up. Now I know it'll be different from promotion to promotion. He had brought up in the cage. He looked over at Bisbee and goes, "Hey, um, will I get my win bonus? Will he get his win bonus in that situation? No, he didn't win." That's all. Don't yell at me. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I wasn't yelling at you. Well, most I'm of the times, most of the time, the promotion will pay a win bonus or a portion of the win bonus for, hey, we appreciate you making the weight, appreciate you coming, you know, getting ready, warmed up, did everything, got in the cage. You did everything you were supposed to do. We understand yeah. it's a shitty situation to be in, you know, but uh, most of the time, the promotions will give like a, a partial win bonus, you know, another 10, 15 grand, whatever it is, you know, or they'll give a full win bonus because you did come and you did your part of the job. So uh, we'll see, man. I I I, I think he, he'll get, he's going to get his show money, but he's not yeah. going to get any. any the, part of what the they'll do if they, when they do give you your show money, they'll generally schedule you right away in the next couple yes. weeks. So then you really just go back home, eat a little bit, and you get back in your training camp for a week or two. Game yeah, plan for maintain. whoever else is coming up. Yeah, maintain and then jump back into it for a fight. So, um, yep. Who was the fighter that missed weight by 11, 12 pounds? Oh, yeah. Chavez. No, Chavez. Chavez fought. Chavez no, I know, but who? Weight. Oh, I thought someone may, okay. missed weight by twelve pounds. Who missed weight by twelve? Yeah, pounds? no, they did. Eleven point five pounds. Um, I can't think of his name. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying but to pull up right now. It, what's funny is everyone's like, "Oh, I've never heard of anything you know, like that in my life." <laughs> Dude, Brian Couture, when he was fighting in Bellator, had an opponent come in seventeen pounds Jeez. overweight. Yeah, we, we were talking yeah. about uh, Alves. Uh, Alves, right? Alves, yeah, Alves. Alves. 
We had the same problem with uh, Robin Van Van Musen. Or that Van, was eleven pounds. That was eleven pounds. Robin Van Rossmullen. Rossmullen. Thank God. <laughs> you guys, I'm bad at uh, pronunciation <laughs> and I'm bad at math. You know what? But hey, at least I can so, sit here in front of you and admit it. <laughs> so hold it. You're saying that math was the problem. English reading, was the problem. English reading. Readings. Readings. The problem. But sports. PE was good. No, no. I can now that we now that we have a spell check on our phones. I can text pretty well. All right, there you go. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Um, that's this shitty situation. Twelve, a uh, twelve pounds. It's uncalled for. Because um, he 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 knows. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. Is you know, it's not so much that you're you're gonna miss weight. You know, you're gonna miss weight. You need to be contacting people. You need to be telling them, hey, I'm not even close. Because <sighs> they can possibly, if if you do it well ahead of time, possibly your opponent will say, okay, I'll move up in weight class. Yeah. You know, just so we can have this matchup in this for this fight. Yeah, it's just so you, like, if your opponent doesn't have to cut weight, you're like, yeah, we don't. I don't yeah. cut weight either. We can just fight. Okay, cool, fine. Um, so if you're already on the skills, how does that work? Because he's well, no, he's saying that you should have said that beforehand. Should have said it long beforehand. He knows where he's at. The night he knows where his weight's at. The night if he came in and weighed in at twelve, that means the night before he was probably twenty. Yeah, he was probably twenty over the night before. You know, you've got to have a better understanding of where you're at. You know what I mean? Like the night before, I I was always trying to fall before the the morning weigh-ins. I was always trying to fall asleep at least seven or eight over. I'd sleep off two or three, wake up, cut six or seven, you know, six in the morning or something like that. Wake up in the morning, cut six pounds the next morning, and then float the rest up until weigh-ins. You've got to have a good idea. You know, I would never try to go to bed like 10 pounds overweight the night before because you only sleep off one, maybe two if you're lucky. And you get up and you got to cut another eight. F that man, no way. I cut six, <laughs> you cut six, and then you just basically float the other pound and a half or whatever it is up until weigh-ins. You know, I mean, this is ridiculous. Twelve is is like you yes. just basically gave up and you said, nah, yes. I'm good. If that's the case, if you're just gonna give up on cutting your weight like that, good. just fucking go to the weight class above. That's you're it. you're wasting everyone's time. That's a that's a joke. Now Robin came up with a, a different excuse. Robin's uh diabetic, correct? Yes. <sighs> Yeah, so Robin's diabetic, so he had some issues where he was his blood sugars. He had an he had an insulin problem that caused him fluctuate and have a problem, and and that can happen. You know, like I said, this has happened quite a few times. You just it doesn't get the press that this one's getting based upon the UFC. But you know, like I said, over seventeen pounds. The the most I've ever seen was twenty two. Jesus, (laughs) walks in twenty two pounds over the weight class. The weight class was 155 pounds. So you look and you go, 22 pounds. Jeez. That would put him where? Well, you know, he's a middleweight. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Wow. That's crazy. Do you guys want to hear the excuse he gave? Or do you <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's hear it. I want to make let's fun of it. it. So he said um, he ate salmon yesterday and then he fell out, vomit and diarrhea. Salmon. So if the- he had vomit and diarrhea, he would have lost a lot like more weight. Been- so he said the doctor had to. The doctor told him he had to treat it with water, and he only had four pounds left to cut. When he drank the water, the his weight went up and got stuck. So the doctor didn't clear him to fight. It's not true. lie. Not true. Sorry, that's not, not true. Buying it. Yeah, I mean, he would have had to put six pounds of water in. I mean, just there's just no way. And then he would have ate food probably with the water. There's just no way. It's ridiculous. Especially you got to figure if, if he is, if he's having diarrhea and vomiting, what's coming out of his system? Yeah. 
water. Yeah. The other thing as well is that when that situation happens, you're, you're, that means that your manager and your corners are being idiots. They should have called the UFC and said, hey, I was feeling sick. I, they're telling me to go to the doctor. Like, I, I need to take a, an IV or do whatever it is. Then they should have talked to the UFC. The UFC would have told them what to do. Made sure that they try to try to keep that fight together. And yeah. so they would have said, okay, we'll go ahead and go. If they have to try not to get an IV, but we'll figure out what we can do. See if we can keep the fight. When the fighters start saying shit like that, they're just making shit up. I mean, I hate to. I've been around too many fighters. Just, and I just know because exactly. the press is putting that out doesn't yeah, mean it does, it's true. It's not true. I don't believe it would be true. Nope. No, because if you look, if you really were in a shitty situation and you just and you were feeling sick or whatever it was, you would have called the UFC and said, "Hey, I'm not feeling well. Something's going on." Like yep. they and the UFC is very, and I speak from experience. They're very quick to say, "I'll send my doctor right over." Or, hey, I'm going to send you to my doctor. Go to this address, and he will try to get you taken care of. Knowing that doctor knows all the protocols for a fighter. Like, hey, we cannot give you an IV. We can do this. We can't do this. We can do this. Okay, you can get away with these, this, uh, these, whatever it is, you know, aspirin or whatever. I don't know what it is. But you know and what I'm saying? Not, you're, not work, you're not walking into an urgent care. You're yeah. not walking into a hospital. You're walking in. They're taking you right to the back, yeah. putting you in. You're seeing someone right away. They take care of the fighter to make sure that if possible, that fighter is going to be able to perform. Yep. The one thing that the one then John can attest to this. The one thing the UFC does have is a fucking shitload of connections in Las Vegas. Ooh. So if you have an issue at all as a fighter there, you will be they taken care answer. of firsthand and serves. They have the answer. Like you said, anywhere. It doesn't matter. I mean, I remember my first fight with them. I went there and I was having some issues with like my uh, sciatica uh, after Frank had spiraled me in the spine. And I was having problems there, and they Dana sent me off to some witch doctor guy, and I gotta tell you, fucking worked. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I got. He's like, you know, while you're here, I give you three visits. You know, he's like, tell you, he just went to the guy's house, worked on me there at his house. He's like, yeah, felt a lot better, worked out yep. perfectly, got me through the fight. That's all that mattered to me, man. And I remember they had, I had another issue uh, a while after that, leading up to the Eves fight. They flew me out to Vegas. Sent me to another doctor. Saw that doctor for two or three days, and then they flew me back home. They're like, did it help? I was like, yeah, it actually did help. So they, they will do what they can to take care of the fighters. They do they do yeah. a good job. You know, and people want to criticize them all the time, and I like to give them a hard time as well. But in that aspect of what they do, they do a great job. Yep. So I agree. Um, What else? Herb Dean trending? Oh, my God. Let's talk. Let's talk Herb Let's... Dean trending. Tell me why. Okay. Why is he trending? Yeah, why is he trending? He got I get I'm from what I read, he was trending based upon his stoppage of the Olenek fight and then the stoppage of the Derek Lewis because Derek Lewis said that's Herb Dean's fault. Hmm. And you look and you go, really? Okay. Now it's you know, you you take a look and let, let's take a look at the stoppage of Olenek. Could Herb have stopped it earlier? Yes, he could have. But there could have been things that he's seeing at the time that is telling him, no, I've got to let that go. And he's worked with Olenek. People are saying that Olenek is looking up at Herb to, you know, ask for him to step in. No. I'm glad that that's your read of it. <laughs> but that's just your perception. That doesn't mean that's real. I would say that Olenek is actually trying to look towards Herb, making sure he doesn't stop it. Maybe the okay. way Herb would look at it more and say, I'm okay. But 
you know, is it a perfect stoppage? No. How many of them are? Could he have stopped it one punch sooner? Sure. Could he have stopped it two? Yeah. Could he have let it go even longer? Yes. If you're going to have a hundred people look at it, you might have 50 that go. I think he should have stopped it earlier. And you have 50 that say, I thought it was fine. You know, Olenek is a guy that the only thing I would say is when he stops it, you know, he starts to wave his arms and he's stepping off and Olenek starts to do the lean this way and Herb goes over and catches him and he does the right thing, doesn't let him fall. You know, but Olenek didn't hit the ground either. And when you got a guy that is 75 fights into his career and he hasn't hit the ground and he's trying to come back, you got to, you know, sometimes we let that guy swim into deep waters. And when Herb thought he was drowning, he pulled him out. Is everyone going to agree with it? No, no, but that's just your opinion. You're not the guy standing in there. When it comes to the Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis fight, this is what happens. In the back, most referees are going to tell the fighter, hey, you go after him, you knock the guy down, you stop when I tell you to stop. Don't stop unless I tell you to stop because we get guys, fighters that cheat. They will get stuck in a position and they'll they'll kind of see where the referee is and they'll put their hand and start tapping on the fighter. The fighter lets go of the hold and the referee doesn't see it. And the all of a sudden the bottom fighter starts fighting and the referee's letting it go and they're going and all of a sudden everything falls apart for the guy that should have won the fight. So we will always say, Hey, when we tell you to stop, stop, go until I tell you to stop. If you feel a tap, but you're not sure, is that really a tap? Continue until I tell you to stop. You, you'll feel my hands coming down on you. I'll be taking and trying to pull whatever submission you have. If you're punching, I'm going to be putting myself in between you or pulling you off. At that moment, I want you to stop everything you're doing. Well, that's what he tells Derek Lewis in the back. And this is what happens. Like when you had the, remember the Amanda Hebus fight against Rodriguez and she gets hurt and Herb was the referee of it. And he comes in close. He does not touch the fighters. But Rodriguez reads it like he's stopping the fight and basically stops and backs off. And Herb is standing there like, I didn't stop it. And she has to come back in. That's the problem with the fighter just walking away when they want. So, you know, when Curtis Blades gets hit by Derek Lewis, yeah, he's out. Does Derek need to hit him again? No, he doesn't. That's on him. But if Blades hits the ground and... By hitting the ground, it brings him back. And Derek Lewis is walking away. Herb's going to stand there and go, you should have gone after him. So Derek did what he was supposed to do. The problem for Herb in that one is Herb's behind him. So he's got to move. Derek is going forward towards Blades. Herb is trying to close that gap just based upon where he was at when that knockout punch actually landed. Blades falls away from him. So he's got to get in there. And does Derek Lewis land a couple extra shots? Yeah. Trust me, that time for Herb is going in slow motion. He's trying to get there as fast as he can, and it seems like it's taking forever. It's really fast. You know, Derek Lewis is able to land a lot of shots in one second of time. So was it a bad thing by Herb and the Blades Lewis fight? Not at all. You know, he got there as fast as he can. Is Derek Lewis wrong for hitting Blades when he's unconscious. No, that's basically what happens at times because it can work against you. And we've seen it work against fighters. And that's where a lot of people get into this. Oh man, I, I don't like that guy. He hit him when he was unconscious. 
you're you please explain it, Josh. How often do you know exactly how hurt your opponent is when they're out? You no, you don't always. You don't always. I feel like in that situation, it reminded me a lot of Dan Henderson and Michael Bisbing, though. Where That's he, a different one. But it was they they <laughs> were well. No, here he was out, and I'm glad I, I'm glad that he had followed up the one time. But after the one time, he didn't need to hit him the second time when he was down. And I know I get what you're saying. I I, I appreciate the fact because I was always the same way and told it was told the same thing, obviously by all the refs. Do not stop until the ref pulls you off. That's really what it comes down to. The bottom line is do not stop because yeah. And as much as I love Chael Sonnen, he was, he was the king of tap. No, I didn't tap. Oh, yeah. Linlin was the same way. I didn't tap. No, no, no oh, I didn't Linlin, tap. Totally. Start me back in the Caught same, me. same position, you know, or like, let's get back on the feet. They were, they were sneaky that way. No, they know? cheated. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I use the word sneaky, but yeah, I get what you're yeah. saying. If you're not cheating, you're not trying though. There you go. Um, the Olenek fight. Let's get into the Olenek fight when he basically, no, I thought it was a good stoppage because the, when he was turtled up or whatever, fetal up against the fence standing, the shots really weren't getting through. He was covering, you know, they were sneaking through a little bit here he and there. He caught a couple. A couple, but nothing. That, like, it didn't drop him. He didn't put him down. He's still standing. He's still trying to protect himself. That's the that's the definition of like, hey, he's still intelligently defending himself. Uh, the last two shots he took, though, that definitely like kind of wobbled him, almost put him down. I, I can see why Herb stepped in. He took a yep. clean, he took two clean hard shots. When he, yeah. s- he tried to sit sit back up, he took him right on the right on the button. Herb came in with perfect timing. I have no problem with that fight. Uh, I was looking at it the first time when it was in live. I was like, oh, oh. But then I, I watched it again, and then I watched it again, and I'm like, no, great stoppage. Good timing on Herb's part. Um there was that, but then back to the Derek Lewis fight. Derek Lewis, um, I don't know, was there bad blood or something between them two? Curtis Blades and him and some mouthy or something like that? Because I don't look at Derek as being like he was out. Curtis Blades was out cold. He hit him, dropped him, he was out. Hit him again, out. Hit him again. <laughs> I mean, stiffen him up. Hard, that, 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 that second third, one? That second oh, one on the yeah. ground was oh. nasty. Nasty. And so I, I put and in, in to, to take Derek Lewis's position on this is I put it I put a little bit of that on Herb Dean's fault because he was not in the proper position. And I know it's a split second. I know. Eh, I know but it's it was not a really section. proper position because it all depends. You cannot determine which way a guy's gonna fall. Well, let me ask you this though, John. If he had fall if he had fallen towards Herb, do you think it would have been quicker? No, let me ask you, you this though. Let me let me, let me do a little reverse psychology on you here, buddy. Try uh, to keep don't, up. Don't okay? don't use psychology. Try to on re- me. try if you Come as on, if you as a referee, you guys are saying you like to you guys have to stand on the open side, correct? So you yeah. see everything happen. Wouldn't you, in your mind, always want to be on the person's open side who has the most power? Because that's his power hand. He so was that, on the open side of the guy with the most power. No, he was on the back side. That's why he got. That's why no. he fell away from him. He he was on the open side of Derek Lewis. What's the? That's his back. Is then? No. You, no, no. He hit him with the uppercut this way. Yes, he went that's away. Where Herb was on. No, Herb was on at, the, can you pull the it up side of. I want to see Derek this Lewis. To look at it. Derek Lewis hits him with a right hand, and that's the side the right uppercut. On. Yeah, and but, no, and but Blades he, falls he which fell. way? He fell towards the right he hand. Fell, no, he fell towards his left left hand. Let's see it again. Jesus, yeah, let's see it on. again. Come let's on, go, man. We're waiting on him to figure this out. I, I swear he hit him. 
Okay, maybe yeah. I could yeah, be wrong. Yeah, Europe. But... See? Oh no, 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 oh, no, no. I'm right. Going. I'm right. See, look where Herb is. Yeah, I see where Herb's at right now. He just stopped because of the airports. <laughs> Jeez, it's coming right now. Ah, look no, where he's going. No, no. Look at where he's going. Oh, 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 look at where he's going. Oh, 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 oh. Look where he's at. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he put himself back in the wrong position. Yes. He so he did come back around in front and then he yeah. went back after he put himself in the right position. Yep. But as a ref though, you want to be on that opening side. But do you think in terms of like look, Blades has got power. Sure he's a heavyweight. Of course, a lot of yeah. almost all heavyweights have power. But none of them, not a lot of them have Derek Lewis power. Do you guys think like hey, I always got to make sure I'm on the Derek Lewis open side because he's the one with the most power? No, many times you'll actually say Derek Lewis has got the power, mm -hmm. right? And I worry about his power, so I'm going to be on the open side of his opponent based upon I want to see that opponent more. I want to see uh, him if he gets hit, and I think uh, that's where that's where Herb was going. Got it. So Derek Lewis's comment in the post-fight press conference was, uh, I got to wait until the referee pulls me off because you never know what happens. Anything can happen. He could turn into the Undertaker and sit up and eat all those shots. <laughs> that's Tyson that's, Fury. That's, that's true. That's Tyson Fury. Yes, that's true. Like Tyson Fury just whoop. You're like, what the freak? <laughs> oh, man. But no, that's, as I recall, he was on the backside of Derek Lewis. So he had to, he had to run all the way around to the front to get, because there's no way you're going to jump behind Derek Lewis and pull him back. He had to get in front of him to knock him off. Yeah. So, in that scenario, is when I was watching it last night, I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, Herb was in the wrong space, in the wrong in the wrong spot, but only for that second punch. I had he been a little bit more on the other side, I think he would have got there for the, the first after the first punch. Just yeah. that second one was so nasty, though, John. It, yeah, it was. It was I admit nasty. it was, but Herb did nothing wrong in that. Well, fight. you know, man, I'm a victim. Yeah, because he's trying. Oh. He's trying. <laughs> I like to blame the victim. Uh, Why wasn't Herb in the right spot? <laughs> Why did you know? Why did you let that second? Yeah. Look, he doesn't. He doesn't want to. Oh, he doesn't want those second shots, Jeez. those first shots or second shots to land. When he's made up his 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 mind, I'm stopping the fight. He's trying to get there as quick as he can to do it. There's a little it's bit of a stutter just, step, almost like he wanted Blaze to take that next shot. Ooh, no, I'm just kidding. man, now I'm talk kidding. about no. reading something. I'm getting, watch, watch the stutter step, right? Right there, he stutters for a second. No, I'm just kidding. I just feel <laughs> bad, man. I feel bad because those, that, that type of power and the extra free oh, shot. I know. That changed your career I right know. there. I mean, yeah. I want. That's Travis Brown. Yeah. I want, I want, I want people to remember back in this conversation. If Blades doesn't ever look the same after this, well, you need to start. That could be, that could be from the knockout blow that actually knocked him out. It could be from the other two, but it could definitely just be from the knockout. Just blow. from the that third one. Big, could be just from the third one too. Exactly. <laughs> oh, poor guy, man. Because yeah. he he looked freaking awesome up until that moment. He was looking good. Oh man, good fight though. Good stuff. I like Derek. I like Derek Lewis. Curtis Blades. I'm wishing you the best, man. I want to see him come back. Um, all right, guys, go to mybookie.ag. Um, you guys can also use mybookie.com. It'll take you back all to the same place. And uh, use the promo code Wayne in. We appreciate you guys, and hopefully you guys use that and enjoy the gambling side. They do everything: football, baseball, basketball, everything. Everything uh, you everything. can think boxing of, all, all kinds of good stuff. And there was some so, good boxing that would happen last night. Did you see that? I didn't get to. I was driving in the car. We won't talk about it. <sighs> but you could have bet on my bookie on that boxing, and you would have had a new champion. Who, but, fought, who fought last night? 
oh, I don't want to say it was Valdez is my the guy. Ah, uh, again, so I can't say it. It starts with a B. Damn. All right. I called you out on it. Three under the bus. Screw it up. <laughs> Three under the bus. Valdez versus Benito. I want to uh, say, but gotcha. I, I'm screwing that last one up. All right, so um, we have Usman. It was in Vegas, also. Oh man, <laughs> Usman. Things are opening up, man. George. Usman versus George. Full camp. Can he win? Look, I'm hearing of course already. He can win. I, yeah, of course he can win. Anyone can win. Um, <clears throat> but let's let's have this conversation. The conversation needs to be had that Usman says anyone can get it. Then he says, "I'm feeling generous. Anyone can get it." And then a couple of days later, I changed my mind. Not feeling so generous anymore. <laughs> so it's like, it's a little weird on what's going no, on. No, I, I kind of like that. George man. comes out and says, <laughs> and George comes out and says, see, once we said yes, told you he's a coward or he'll run, he'll do this. He you don't really want this fight. Well played on George's part. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I'm not about to say that 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 Usman is afraid of him. That's, not for, that's for sure not. But I mean, do you think, do you think that something else was presented to Usman that made it a little bit more appealing? A different fight? I think money could always change <laughs> tomorrow or any fighter's mind as far as, hey, what about this fight? And this is, of course, you know, who's, who's another who's another money fight, though, over him? Well, I think you could take a look straight away and say Colby Covington in a rematch is a, is a definite more than That's George is more of a money fight than George. <laughs> I I would say that it's uh yeah I would think because the first one was better. I'm gonna tell you who's the number. He's I'm gonna tell both. you who the money fight is. Let's hear it. Nick Diaz. Oh yeah. It's the, no. it's the money fight. That's the only thing in my mind that makes me think that if they're not gonna do the George fight, it's Nick Diaz. Remember the speculation that Kobe was gonna fight Edwards and then that didn't happen. So there's a reason Kobe's not Kobe's not in this fight oh. against Leon Edwards. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but Bilal Muhammad stepped up and took that Leon Edwards fight. That's after taking a lot of damn nasty leg kicks and that calf kick from Diego Lima, which he ate all of them and did not let it affect him. I'll give it to him. I like Bilal Muhammad. I think he is just a hell of a fighter. Tough dude. The pressure that he created in that fight against Diego Lima was the difference maker in that fight. He pushed Diego to the point. Diego, that all that pressure exhausted him. It's going to be almost, almost the same type of game plan, I believe, for Bilal Muhammad. The question is, does that game plan work the same way against a Leon Edwards as it did against Diego? Absolutely not. I don't think so either. I think it's got to be. I think it's got to. You got to throw some some uh, change up in there. We're gonna see how if there's any ring rust from Leon Edwards, but I'm gonna tell you right now, man, that speed you go rushing in like that with that speed, you gonna walk right into something big. Yeah. You know whether it's a right hand, whether it's big slams or takedowns, because Leon's grappling has gotten phenomenal, his wrestling's gotten phenomenal, and <clears throat> I want to see what he looks like coming into this fight, knowing that he's had so much time off. That first round is going to be a little bit of a, a, an adrenaline dump, probably getting back in there after all this time. But I think his experience and his time away and his, his probably all uh, rested up. I think he's going to be ready to go. He's, he's going to be amped up and ready to go. When you've had this amount of time off, I went through this little phase myself with some injuries. You know, I just won the title, beat Gil, fought one time after that. And then there was like 18 months, Gil and I were supposed to fight again. 
and I ended up breaking my ankle and was out for a long time and it broke it again and broke it again, yeah. broke it again. Anyways, over and over. That's, but when I came back, it's because you're fragile. I was so amped up. Yes, I am. I am. I am. <laughs> Just stamp a snowflake on me. Um, yeah, it was, um, no, I was I was just so amped up in that in that that second fight that we had had. It was a huge that you, adrenaline. That, yeah, that, that while you were fighting, you decided I'm having so much fun, I won't fight smart. No, exactly. Good yeah. job. Yeah, good but job. It, it was, but I don't think Leon's <laughs> going to do that. But I could see like the excitement is there. Like you want to fight. You you know you know you're so close to being. At the time, I was the champion, but for him, he's like so close to being the champion, or so close to be at least fighting for the title. And knowing that you're right there, this he may we may see a little bit of that adrenaline dump, you know. But I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see him fight. I think that I want to see how he jumps right back on. Excuse me, right after the first round, he jumps back on to who he was before this whole thing happened. Yeah, well, the question for me is: first off, Bilal Muhammad is an outstanding wrestler. His wrestling is really good, way better than Leon's. Mm-hmm. Leon's going to have to do it for a lot longer to, to match up. Now, he can do things that can stop what Bilal does, but the stand-up, Leon Edwards is a better stand-up fighter. So this really is going to be that equation of can Bilal slow down the striking ability of Leon by getting him to the ground? If he can get him to the ground, he's got a chance. I love the fact that he stepped up to take the fight, and I love the fact that Leon said, you know what? I'll take that fight. I want to fight. He's done with, you know, oh, put it off to another date. He's had too many. And if he was willing to fight the guy that was number 15, he's willing to fight now Bilal. I think it's a good fight for him to come into. And I think it's an outstanding opportunity for Bilal Muhammad to say, Hey, here I am, man. Let's see. Cause he believes in himself and he's been fighting really well. So this will yeah. be fun. I think it's a good fight. It's a good matchup for both. Yeah, there was a little miscommunication, I think, in last week's show. People thought I was saying that he was ducking Stephen Thompson. All this. No, no, that's not what I was saying. What I was saying is I wanted to see that fight happen. And if they were gonna, if they were gonna force this fight, I knew Stephen couldn't fight right now because he's coming off that injury. But he can fight here shortly. Remember, he was on our show recently. He told he told us that he could, you know, I can step this up and I can I can take a fight. Yeah, he said basically exactly what he said. And so if they were willing to, like, look, they've already postponed his fight a bunch of times. If they were going to postpone it another month, Steven could be ready within a month. He said, I'm always training. I'm always ready. I'm in shape. He's like, just give me a little bit more time to actually prepare, and he'd be ready to go. So in my mind, I wasn't thinking that he was ducking him. I was just simply saying, like, if you're not going to have him fight on the same card as uh, that Leon was supposed to schedule to fight on, then bump it another month, and Steven Thompson will be ready. That made sense. That's what I was getting at. Not that either one guy, you know, that Leon was trying to duck him. No, absolutely not. So that's that's sure okay because my my wife asked me, he goes, hey, do, do you not like Stipe Miocic? Right? And I go, what? <laughs> right? And she goes, someone on here says that you're a Stipe hater. I go, they no. said I was a Stipe hater? You're talking about Josh Thompson. <laughs> Obviously, they have not been listening to my podcast. <laughs> I said, I, dude, I was the guy. I said, when Stipe is fighting Dan, I was always the guy, you know, yeah, arguing with Josh back and forth. I said, "No, I love Stipe." Why? She goes, "Oh, someone on here says you don't like." Okay. No, they're t- they're probably talking about Josh. They're probably talking about Josh Thompson. Some people say they like Josh in the comments, so you know people on there are clueless. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right? so I like I like Stipe. I do like him a lot. I just I don't oh, like him when he not? fights DC. How could you not? <laughs> yeah, well that that I can understand. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's okay. Good stuff. 
Uh, I'm excited for the Bilal Muhammad and uh, Leon Edwards fight. That's in two weeks, oh, correct? Yeah. That's in two weeks. That's a and good March 13th. March 13th. Good stuff. Um, and back to Kamaru Usman and Masvidal. I mean, I don't know if that fight's going to end up being the two co tough coaches. Usman's coming out saying, like, ah, I've changed my mind. I'm not being generous. So that kind of leaves us all up in the air. But if you're talking there is a big money fight to be had, I think it'd be insert Nick Diaz. That's the only big money fight that I think would outweigh Masvidal. Or a Colby Covington fight rematch. Pretty good call. Pretty yeah. good call, Josh. So if that happened, look, then look at look at the big brain on. I'd like Brad to see there, it happen, man. though. I'd yeah, like to see I'm, it happen. But that oh, come on! You gotta, you gotta. All right. I know. Well, give look, me give, I, okay. Give me Colby. I love. I love me, no, I love Nick. Colby and Usman, and then give me George and Nick. Who How's has that? always who has always been the 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 style of fighter that Nick hates? Wrestlers. Let me just show yeah. you Kamaru Usman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. You know, and it, and coming off of, he hasn't fought since January 31st of 2016. 15. 15. 15. Jesus. I was a year off. Yeah. You know, it's like, I just don't see it. Man. Let me see. I want to, then let's just change it up. Let's go Colby and Usman and let's go George and Nick. I'm okay with that. You know, tell me. That's, and then you just, he did, Nick just, uh, Nate just lost to, to George. Now you have big brother Nick coming in to save the day. Let's That's go. That's exactly why you've yeah. got you got that whole BMF thing going, yeah. and and Nate lost him. Well, here comes Nick. I like that. I think that is something you can make something, yeah, you know, exciting That's with. Huge. And I think that the Colby, Kamara Usman is the right rematch. It was a great fight. Yeah, it was. It was a great fight, and Colby was in that fight. It was the fifth round was the big difference maker. And if I know Colby was upset with the stoppage, he has no right to be. It was a beautiful stoppage by Mark Goddard. But he was upset. he was still going to lose. You're going to lose that fight. That was already proved by the scorecards were known. So really, Mark Goddard did you a favor. But <laughs> he was in that fight. Yeah. He was. And it was a really good fight. Could it change? It definitely could. I think Colby is just a, a he's a tough dude. You, know, mm -hmm. you may not like him, but man, he's tough. When he fights, he fights. And I think his style and Camaro's style it matches up well at least it matched up the first time really well i want to see them wrestle a little bit though jeez can I no i don't no that's the last thing i want to say i want to see him knock the shit out of you <laughs> <laughs> oh tell us how you really feel john yeah, yeah. i know it's horrible it's great i love it i love it all right um there's something else we were gonna chat on dave's dinking around with his uh, pencil and paper over there Pencil, paper. <laughs> uh, we're going to touch Rose. a little bit on the uh, Rosenstruck and Cyril Gone fight. Athleticism versus power. And Rosenstruck's got power. Biggie Boy. Biggie Boy. I like that's Biggie a, Boy. It's a cool name. It's a great nickname. It's a cool name. You know, he's only had, he's got that one against Ningano. And I just look and go, hey, dude, Francis Ningano can put anyone's life out. Yeah. You know, just. That he's got that power. Rosenstruck has he's had some good fights. His fight against Alistair, I think he kind of lucked out. Yeah, he did. In the fact that Mergolata stopped that fight where he did because Alistair wasn't out. He had an ugly looking lip with 10 seconds to go in the fight, and he was coming back towards Rosenstruck. So you look at the stoppage, you go, eh. You know, but I really like Cyril Gunn. I think he's I've seen him do submissions to get wins. You know, he, he had the fight with Junior. I know Junior was all upset with, you know, saying he hit him to the back of the head. 
no, I'm sorry. Yeah. You shouldn't have been running away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, um, if you're, if you're using the uh, the fighting method of flee, yeah. probably not a good fight for you at that time. But, yeah, you know, and, uh, I, and I I love Junior, but that was not a bad. You know. Cyril God didn't do anything wrong. No, I I agree. He didn't do anything wrong. I I, I disagree with you on the uh, Overeem and Rosenstruck stoppage. I thought I thought Overeem was out. He was just definitely sitting, not sitting Good. there with his Pull. back. Dave, John, you want to be wrong up. twice in one day, buddy? You want to be wrong twice in one up, day? John, John, you want to be wrong yeah, twice in one I'm, day? I'm coming <laughs> back. I'm coming back. If there's Rosen one thing you learn, and, yes. you're going to fail you, you, a lot. You, are, and you know what? You are if a comeback you king. Getting, getting back up, you're going to win. <laughs> fall down 100. This one right here? Fall down 100 times, get up 101. Yes. Uh, no, that's over, Francis Ngannou. Oh, that's yeah. You want uh, Alistair Overeem and Rosenstruck. Alistair Overeem against Rosenstruck. The last ten seconds, of he the- was on his butt against the Go fence. Ahead. Yes, just completely moving. Lost. No, He's moving dead. towards. Watch what he does. Skint. Come on, here we go. He's backing up. Rosenstruck comes done. back from hits right him there. with a big right done. hand. Done. Look at oh no, no look he's what already, he's doing. Look, he can't even walk. He's done. Oh, no. dude, he's, that's out. There's there's he just only saved his life. Five, there's three seconds left in the fight. <clears throat> That no, the ref just saved his life. No, <laughs> that's all he did. No. Boom, no. dude. Yeah, that's his a nice one. Look, body he's getting up. Limp. Oh, you're, you're so up. wrong. He's getting in a he What was, do you mean he's not? He was, Dave, did you see him get up? The ref stopped. Yeah, did he, he get to his feet? He got up and he fell over almost. <laughs> the the yeah, fence well, saved been him. A lot of those. The, the fence. Watch the fence save him right here. Boom. Boom. Three, He's out. Three the fence saved him there. Watch the after winning the fence. The ref and the fence saved him again. Everything. No. He won every Dave, moment of that fight for five rounds. Dave, chalk this up. That's two seconds. times in one day. John's been wrong. Two Dave, times. Let me, Dave, let me ask you a question. As a person that is sitting Dave, there. He watches WWE. He like you're, asking, you're asking a WWE fan. <laughs> you just lost all credibility in one I moment. I lose any you, credibility. Right there. I got podcast. Done. Dave, is, he, is he getting up? No, oh. he's getting up. No, he's, he's, out. Out. he's getting he's up. up. Oh, you know what? You need to up. shut up. He's up to his feet. He's, yeah, he's going for a clothesline. I'm gonna three, steal a page out of Joe Rogan's left. book. You shut your whore mouth over there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, he's out, John. He is he's out. His body out, is dude. limp when he you hits the ground. Hand, no, his hands are right to the ground, getting his no. body up. First man, off, you, have you nobody, ever watched a fight in your life? Nobody leans. Have you, you ever should, watched a well, fight? Well, first off, John, you shouldn't lean forward <laughs> trying to get up against the fence. That's one thing. This Second is, is the ref, in, the ref but in the when, fence. But when hold your him up. walking away from you, he already you knew he was out. He's not a Derek Lewis, bro. <laughs> if he was Derek Lewis, he would have got hit four more times after that. Oh man, I thought it was a good stoppage. John, John, I'll put a poll on our Instagram. Uh, so if yeah, you're put a poll. If you're listening or watching, go on IG right now. I've got a poll with us, with us back and forth. Take and a look at the time, knowing that this fight has got five whoa, seconds whoa, left. Whoa, 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 whoa! We don't oh, allow, no, no, stop, we don't stop, allow stop, time stop, to interfere stop, stop, with stop. the decisions of the stop, fighter's stop, safety, stop, John. Stop. We cannot we allow time. Who not no. only. You won just brought up He won the second round. He won the third round. He won the fourth round. And he actually won four minutes and 50 seconds John, of the fifth round. You cannot allow time to Don't dictate. Just stop the you fight cannot off. allow Unless time to dictate the safety of a fighter. You, you cannot do not stop no. a fight with then, that then you, time the left same, if then, you've got a guy that is the no, same no, no, could no, have no. been you said. Everything into consideration. No. He's not out. John, if the he was same, out, you stop the, the fight. The same could have been said for Carlos Condit and Roy McDonald when they fought. 
you had to stop that fight. That fight trying, had to I'm be trying, stopped. I'm trying to remember that one. Hold Roy on. McDonald Carlos won the Condon, Roy McDonald. Yep. Roy McDonald was winning that fight and he got finished with like 10 seconds left, less than 10 seconds left in that fight. And he was winning that fight up oh, until that moment. Oh, you're talking about the first fight. The, the first, very first first Did fight they fight twice? I remember. No, no, that no. was uh, Rory's no, Rory, fight in Rory's Vancouver. very first fight against uh or not his yeah. very first. His yeah. first fight against second, Carlos Condon. Second fight in the UFC. Second fight in the UFC, yeah. That was one of those fights. You you've got to stop that fight. The fighter's safety is more important than the time on the clock. I'm sorry, John. Let me educate just, you, John. Just, just Today so is not know, your day. Today is just, not your oh, day. Oh, it absolutely is. Rory <laughs> did not win all of that fight. But he was winning Rory, that fight Rory, though. Rory was losing that third round badly. Yes, he was. He was. Okay, and that was before the 10-8 round. That was before like the 10-8 rounds. Alistair over given out like candy. Every fucking round <laughs> and then was winning what the fifth round all four minutes and 50 seconds john i want to hear you say you were and he's wrong not today. out <laughs> uh, not at all dude he's getting up like i said he was getting up rory mcdonald was winning this fight rory mcdonald's <laughs> in this fight and you had to stop the fight because even though there was 10 seconds left had he just skimmed through the last 10 seconds he would have won the fight same thing goes alistair won all of it you cannot let time dictate the the Don't safety use of my the fighters. Against me. I know, I love it. <laughs> You've told that to me before. That's I why have. I keep throwing it out there. Time. You don't let time um, affect it, but yes. when a guy's getting up, no, let him No, go. he was not. He, he was, was getting up. You're a liar. He, Take a look at it again. He was out, John, oh, when he hit Jesus the ground. Christ. He was right, out when he hit the ground. Lying now. His head he hit off out. the cage and it woke him back up. Okay, His head hit off the cage. Boom, boom. He's out. John, his body goes He's getting right up. Look at that. How is he out if he's. Boom! He hits got, the ground and is getting up. He's you guys play that. Play that. If you full if, speed, if, don't do. Don't want slow motion. Everybody that play it full. I want everybody at you're home. You're gonna see. If you guys real time. If you guys real time. Except John in this. What is this thing you're doing, Dave? Boom! This he's pole. getting up. Oh! If you guys his butt, accept his butt John's wasn't even on the ground for a full if, second. If you guys at home accept John's uh, plea here that he was getting up and that the fight no. wasn't over. Okay. You guys, fight was you, not I over. never want to hear any of you guys ever plea for fighter safety ever again. <laughs> you, guys, you guys don't care about fighters at all. Uh, he was out. out. Definitely not. His out. body went limp and the cage is what saved him from falling over the Butts edge. on the ground and he's already up. <laughs> up and leaning against the fence, stumbling but over. He was able to get, how, how many times have you seen a guy he's, get knocked down, stumbles, and comes back in the fight and wins. Rosenstruck was saved his life by not Royce hitting him again. Struck Rosenstruck was handed saved his a life. win, no, and that's okay. He I'm won right. that fight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we're done with that rant. <laughs> that was great. Oh, I love it. Straight. I love it. So the takeaway from this is that uh, Dan Margliago sucks. No, Dan Margliago oh. saved <laughs> saved his life, saved Overeem's life. <laughs> Send him the guys to John Machine. Oh, all right. What's uh? There was one more thing on there that we were supposed to talk about. Um, so Bellator announced this week that they're doing uh, rankings. Yep, we we had talked about this last uh, last month. We said that they were supposed to have them out at the end of January. We got them into February. Good to know that they should be getting them here all together here shortly, I believe. Which is good, perfect timing for the three fight cards we have coming up in April, and then moving on. Excuse me, moving on from there into two shows a month for the rest of the year. I'm amped up. What do you think? Of, what, what do you, What do you think about the people that are making those rankings? Uh, I heard it was 15 people from the press. It that's, is 15 That's people all I heard. Are, are, are we part of the press now? No. No, that's, that's a bunch We're of BS. definitely not part of the press. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I mean, well, I, I understand. I I don't think that you and I should be of yeah. Uh, this is true. Consideration in ranking those people, we got to talk about them. No, I think it should be people on the outside. But I don't know. I don't. I, I don't I'm not sure that I would always pick 15 members of the press. No, no, no. no. I think um, I might pick some former fighters. Yeah. Or trainers. Yeah. Or somebody else. Yeah, but, why do we know why we went with the press? People that have never easy. people that have never fought. That they're that, easy. That, <laughs> exactly. You know, I don't point. I don't understand that. <sighs> is it, it's is it a top ten or a top fifteen, Milton? Uh I don't know. I, I don't know. Top 10. I, would, top 10. I would imagine it's top, top 10. ten. We don't have six hundred yeah. fighters on our roster, so it's probably better we do a top ten, just to be honest. Like you said, like it's we've got a lot of great guys. But the depth just is, isn't there because it's they've only got about 300 fighters on their roster. <clears throat> um, I don't know. There's a lot. I've noticed it in all these top five rankings that they have, whatever it is. Like, see, they've got – go back to there. They've okay, got Gallagher, Pettis, Mix, <clears throat> Stotts, Hill. Yep. You know, and then obviously Juan. So how would you rank them? Let's go. How would I rank them? Yeah, mm-hmm. right now. Come on. I would match the – I would rank them um, – Juan's champ, obviously, but then I would go mix. Well, what, that, that's why he's not yeah, in yeah. it. Okay, I would five. go mix. I'd go mix. Negative. Oh, I go mix over. Okay. Yeah, All mix. Right. I go mix. Mix, Hill, Stotts, Pettis, Gallagher. Wow. Okay. And, and I think Stotts and Pettis are interchangeable. They train together, so it's hard. <clears throat> yes, they do. You know, so realistically, like, you know, they're never going to fight, which is a shitty, you know, like at least if not for lessons for the title, I would imagine. I don't know if they ever talk about that at their gym, but uh, how would you mix them? No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I would put Sergio Pettis as number one. I would put mix as well, number he's two. Fighting for the Stotts, title. Stotts is number three. Hill is number four and Gallagher's number five. Yeah. See, I think mix beats Pettis. That's why I put mix ahead of him, and I'm not, but I I understand why number one Pettis should be number one right now because mix just lost, but Pettis is well, you you lost some two major yeah, I'm, decisions I'm very, today. I'm very impressed. And now you're trying to pat yourself on the back for some fake rankings right getting now. Getting <laughs> some common sense <laughs> oh, in your thinking, okay? The common sense is coming through. Go ahead, <laughs> John. Before you leave today, I want you to make sure you admit you were wrong twice. <laughs> <laughs> I was not wrong. If these people vote that I was right, then what? Are you going to come on the next show on Wednesday? Is that you know what, Josh? You were I right. Will, I will come on the you show. You will concede, and I will say, Josh, not only are you crazy, but so are all the people. <laughs> <laughs> well played, my friend. Well played. I like it. I love it. Um, who do you got here? You got McFarland, Kilholtz, uh, Carmouche, Lara, and Boom. Oh, well, I still would say that um, I you got to go with uh, Alimale as number one just because she was the champ. She's That was her only defeat. So I'm going to put her number one. I would put Liz Carmouche number two. I would put Denise Kielholtz number three. I would put Alejandra Lara number four and Bone five. Really? I'd put Lara over Kielholtz, but I'd probably keep it the way you had it. <clears throat> Only because Lara has looked really good as of lately. Like she's gotten a lot better, not just on the feet, but her grappling and her wrestling and everything and the transitions to get there. I think that she has progressed a lot more. She has, but yeah, got, I'm looking. I'm looking at Kilholtz, who was a world champion kickboxer with a 47 and three record. Mm-hmm. I want to say in kickboxing, 
who has now submitted her last couple opponents. We, she, I don't think she submitted her last one. That was against uh, uh, Kate Jackson, who I think she actually knocked out. Yeah. So, but she's been finishing people. Yeah, I, I understand that. I do understand that. But I think uh, no one's made Vito Ortega look the way that she did. Laura did. She bloodied her up in that fight in Hawaii. And I was like, oof. You know, and if you were to put Vito against uh, Killholtz, Vito would just make it a dirty, grimy fight against the fence and just they, are, they already fought. And Vita, what? Guillotined her. Vita guillotined her. Yep. Second round, I want to say. I think that's right. I think they that that fight happened. I think when I first started working for Bellator, it was a while. No, back. no, no, no. It was a while back. You were working for. Him. No, I I think, but I don't know if I was on. I don't think I don't yet. think you were at that fight. Mm. Because that that Boise. one was in uh that was okay. in Boise in fact. Well, yeah, I wasn't there. That wasn't Boise. I wasn't there. Um, the I guess here's another question: Where does Derek Anderson fit into all this? Uh, well, at 170 pounds, I you know, there's a lot of fights for. Him. I want to see him bring him back. I, I I still would like to see him against some of the the guys that are considered in the top of the 170s. Derek Anderson, he's a tough dude. Man. Yeah. He is, the barbaric is it just a stone fighter. He fights. I don't care who he's facing, he fights. And so I think he's going to be fun in that. There's a bunch of guys you could take and you could put him against guys that are, you know, from his home state. Lorenzo Larkin would be a fun fight with Derek Anderson. Yeah. Uh, I look at, you know, his ability. I would, I'd like to see him with MVP. They had matched him up with MVP and then that fell through. Did they match they him, up twice? him up twice? They matched him up with Paul Daly. That <laughs> fell through. Yeah, and it's and it hasn't been uh, Derek having the problem. So I don't know. Yeah, that's unfortunate on his on his uh, behalf. Um, I think it was just his birthday the other day. Is what I'm looking at right now. So happy yes, birthday, Derek it Anderson. was happy, happy birthday, birthday, Derek Anderson. You're getting old. Oh, no, you're <laughs> I want to see. I want to see him fight MVP, or I want to see Larkin and MVP fight and put Derek Anderson uh, against uh, Paul Daly. I'd like to see that. So the way that they kind of originally had had it matched up was Larkin and MVP. As I would like to see that fight, and then Derek Anderson versus Paul Daly. That's a those good are, match. Those are some. Those are two really good fights in that division. And let the dust settle and see who ends up on uh, on top. <clears throat> um, but they remember we have Tokov in there, I believe, at one seventy. Correct? No, no. Tokov is one eighty five. So but who, you've got Amazov. You got Storley. You got a lot got of people it. at one seventy now that you Tokov's can look 85. at. And I would imagine Tokov's probably going to be next for uh, for Gegard. I can't. I thought Gegard was going to be in the tournament, and since yeah. he's not in the tournament, I was. I mean, you've got Tokov's to think. Got to be his opponent. Yeah, you've got to think it's going to be Tokov. He looks phenomenal. Um, I think that might be. Oh wait, there's one other thing. Go back to the news there. <clears throat> no. Oh yes, there was the one yeah. news. No, oh. the news. Maybe it pulled up. Yeah, scroll. I think was it up or down? can go is that is at the top yeah he was there getting is, up so. josh he was get, oh never mind <laughs> <You're> killing me <laughs> scroll down more down more yeah wasn't to, yeah i was up, trying to remember where yeah, you were flipped through it and i saw something i wanted to talk about dun, dun, dun. what's this right here dun, dun, dun. sorry guys i lost something in this whole thing oh uh gilbert burns and gilbert burns has been calling out colby covington Oh, right. That was at the very top. Uh, you were looking uh, right at it. No, where? Oh, it's off to the right. It was where the Eubanks was. Oh, okay. 
That's why it was the bigger portion. Yeah, to me, I we talked about after Burns had fought, this was the fight to make. If for if you're Burns, that's the fight that you want because I think your <laughs> his stand up is a little bit better, um, and his jujitsu will definitely nullify some of that wrestling. I believe, you know, um, I don't know if Burns will be able to keep the pace though for the full five rounds. If not, if, not if he burns himself like he did in that uh, no pun intended. Bite. No pun intended. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no burns himself. Anyways, burns himself out. <laughs> he's like we know he's talented. But he's up, got up, the ability up, to yeah. He's got the ability to fight with anybody in the 170 pound class. It's he's got, but he's got to be composed. Yeah, and I think he would be against Colby, and I think it would be a good matchup. But I still think that Colby and Usman is the fight. Yeah. Yeah, I think you might be onto something, and then maybe that uh, we'll see if Nick comes back. I'm cheering for Nick. Let's go, Nick. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick, and George, baby. That's I'm telling you. I think that fight gets up there in the records. Talking, we're talking record pay per views. I think that's a that it's one you can you can create so many <sighs> different angles on. It's got its own storyline already. It matches up well. It's two guys that have never competed against each other. And they've been in the same organizations at times. And uh, it would be fun. I I think with the BMF title, I think George should put it up on the line again. And it would make it something that people would get behind. It'd be fun. Like to see it. All right, guys. Well, hey, I want to thank you guys for joining this show, The Weighing In podcast and also make sure you guys hit that thumbs up and the little bell off to the right that'll give you guys the notifications that you guys know when we drop we dropped this one a little bit later today because i was visiting family up in uh, north idaho got to see my late again yeah i know late again usually it's day this late <laughs> oh, God. um but i got to go up there see trevor prangley one of my best friends up there and uh, his new How's gym he doing? Faci- beautiful new gym and facility absolutely amazing he's got like almost 300 something students crazy i want to say he had like 40 or 50 people on the mat when i showed up there like well thursday night at 6 6 p.m or whatever packed amazing facility great new uh, big huge warehouse you know and uh it was good it was good to see like he had some people on the other side too with the kids program and another location up top with the kids program and then a, a full like um crossfit area i was like wow this is pretty it's very impressive nice little area he's got set up and moved out of this old like storefront place into a big warehouse so it looks a lot better a lot more space a lot more room kids running around everywhere it's awesome to see i'm happy you know because like him you know from the gym business he's like a year ago he's like i just lost all motivation he's like i don't want to deal with this shit anymore he's like i was getting ready to get rid of it he's like but then honestly he's like when covid hit you know and we were able to still kind of like stay open he's like they kind of were able to they close them for like a week or two and then they opened back up he's like we just took off He's like, everyone just started trying to do jujitsu, trying to do things, trying to be active. I was like, wow, that's impressive. So good for grew. you, Trevor. I'm glad. I'm glad Deserve I'm happy it, for him. So, yep. you know, there's that. But uh, yeah, I got to see my grandmother. You know, uh, we didn't get to hug or, you know, anything like that. But she got the she got the both vaccines. But on the way down, I got a little upset and hearing that just because you have the vaccine doesn't mean you still can't transmit it or get it. <laughs> I'm like, so what does that mean? What is the point? I'm reading all the articles and it's saying that it still can be transmitted to you or from you. Even yeah. It's you Cause it's like 95%, 94.7 or something Jesus, like that. Man. I'm like, this is crazy anyways, but we got a, a chance. I got a chance to see her and I hadn't seen her in almost a year and a half. So it was nice. And, uh, you know, but it was good. She's uh her chipper old self, 94 years old, almost 95. And uh, you know, 
It was weird. It's the first time I, first time I think in my whole life, I've never seen her without her hair done because all the hair salons are, <laughs> yeah. you know. So she's just like, yeah. Anyways, older ladies, I, that's an important thing. It's dude. very important. I know. <laughs> it's very important. So. Um, yeah, so go ahead and hit that thumbs up, share it, like the video, as well as hit the little uh, bell so that uh, gives you notifications on when our shows drop. So we appreciate you guys. We um, thank you for tuning in and watch. Share our videos to everybody else. Post it up on the thing, on the uh, Twitter and all your Instagrams, and then tag us as well so we can also share it as well. We thank you guys for following us. And John, you got anything? We, we do thank you for following us, and we are sorry that the podcast came out just a little bit late. So in the comments, just say, Josh, never again. So we will talk to you guys later. See ya.